It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more new features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Dylan Knapp is not a smart man, but he knows what love for the maroon jersey means. Robbie Farah goes from true blue to beyond blue. Witness the future, witness Griffin Ball 2.0, where instead of fading late, the Panthers conserve their energy doing fuck all for the first 40 minutes. Plus, we look back at all of the action from round 11 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 256 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And we're a little bit late. Really, only a day only a day late, but man, fucking the, the ripples, the butterfly effect of, 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 of being a mere 24 hours later than usual. It's, uh, it's been felt around the rugby league world. <laughs> Raylene Castle fucking resigned. <laughs> I mean, people just losing their fucking minds. Yeah. Thurston's decided to not play Origin. It, it was like... Like you fuckers out there were like Cronulla players, and and we weren't answering our phones at three a.m. Yeah, when you needed to pick me up. Yep, yep. <laughs> that that that's pretty much the impression I got. Yeah, yeah. You wonderful bunch of fucking degenerates. They were out the front of they were, they were out the front of, of of nightclubs, but we were like the the iPhone. They needed the iPhone to rack up on, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I, I know, I know two guys, man. They do a podcast, man. I'll get us a podcast, man. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to all our new listeners, as always. And uh, because, uh, yeah, look, at this is this is what you're listening to right now. Um, we had a Jared underscore Hunt. That's uh, Jared with two R's underscore Hunt is his Twitter handle. Look in my in in my you know short short uh, life and experience of Jarrods I'm finding that they're almost universally fucking cunts but um, I'm sure this this Jared is different <laughs> well you know d- depends is he is he a, a relative of Hunt is Hunt an homage well, or you, yeah, well, to he, a favourite player well he hasn't he hasn't spelled he hasn't spelled his name you know with the Y in it so it's not like his favourite two players are like you know Hayne and yeah. then Ben Hunt or a man that just fucking loves his fishing adventures. Yeah. Doesn't kiss a fucking broom <laughs> on the mouth. <laughs> <on the map. laughs> oh, Likes to get bashed by Parkway Drive in Borough Bay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, oh, but he, he, <laughs> he, he tweeted us and said, Hey boys, new listener this year. Dot, dot, dot. And loving it. Hashtag West Tigers. Hashtag Tigers in decline. So, sir, does that mean you're a Tigers supporter? 
because uh, I love it when a Tigers supporter brandishes the Tigers in decline hashtag. It's like, I'm taking it back. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like porch monkey. I was just about to say, it's not porch tigers. <laughs> porch tigers. <laughs> and that's why the episode is called Porch Tigers this week. Uh, it didn't take long to get that one out. <laughs> Under five minutes, so there you go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Let me just fucking write that down so I don't forget to call the episode Porch Tigers. <laughs> That is 100% the fucking title of the episode this week. Wow, you're getting some real behind-the-scenes shit right here. I mean, usually you, you, you guys don't realise, you know, you kind of go, oh, what's, where did that come in? What's that term? And usually we, one of us will say something, and then I'll be like, huh, yes, that's that it. might be it. <laughs> and let me tell you, the episodes where you don't have the that's it moment, and Jay's gone home, and it's fucking like one o'clock in the morning after I finish editing it, I'm about to upload it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck, am I going to call this week's episode? <laughs> when we were doing the record earlier in the year, when we were doing the recording in the middle of the day, it was great because like about four o'clock, I'd be like, fuck, what's this week going to be called? And like, you'd have something that'd come to mind that obviously stayed with you more than it stayed with me. And I'd go, like, oh, thank fuck. Otherwise... It's because you're such a, you know, the, con- considerate person. You're not going to wake me up. No, exactly. The, like- the, the, three, the three lines at the start of each episode and the title of each episode account for about 45% of the total production time of each episode, <laughs> including recording. <laughs> um, we had underscore JDHD, not a new listener, of course, but he, re- he replied to our, our new listener of last week, who, uh, just to remind <laughs> if you haven't got around him, Ian underscore Johnson 68 on Twitter. And uh, he's a Tigers fan, and and so everyone, you know, was very welcoming to him. But most of it was kind of like, "That's great, you're a Tigers fan for listening to the show. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time." Yeah. And he's uh, he sent a message that said, "A Tigers fan coming to Twill for fun is like going to prison for sex. You'll get it, but it's gonna be rough." <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Twill Nation, yes, and uh, and welcome again to Ian, uh, and also to uh, Jared, of course, and uh, who's uh, taking it back now. We're gonna this week. We're not gonna rush through the show, but we are gonna cut down on some of the the recaps and stuff because, like I've said this year, when we were recording the daytime on Wednesday or something, I, I, there's sometimes on the Thursday night game, and I'm like, yeah, you're in this. Weird it feels sort like of... it, it feels like it was the last round. Mm. Like it was a long fucking time mm. ago. Like um, and definitely have that feeling this week too. Um, Astro Norts, he uh. He retweeted something from BuzzFeed, and basically it was concerning the lattes in the avocados. Yes. He figured that that would be a topic that maybe we'd like to discuss, and I've, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that is definitely something that we <laughs> that we would have an opinion on, given the, the previous yeah, <laughs> manifestos on man buns and so I'm, forth. I'm, I'm sure we've got opinions. Honestly, though, I feel like that place was just trolling for free publicity. Yeah. That just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And just and no one's paying X amount of dollars to get yeah. fucking four tablespoons of coffee in a. You that, know what I mean? That reeks to me. That fucking reeks to me. Yeah. Of some millennial little hipster cunt who's done, you know, four years at a fucking socialist university. Yeah. And come out and go on. I know everything about PR. And the smashed avocados was a big thing. Yeah. So yeah. if you involve avocados, instant hits. Yeah, but I think that actually worked. <laughs> so, so I actually think it was more like someone like us who's like, "How could we troll these fucking hipster cunts?" I think you're giving them far too much credit. Really? Far too much fucking credit. Speaking of troll, I mean, um, it, I don't know if you watched that Liverpool game. Um, 
or you heard about the coverage. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I heard about the coverage on the ABC too. Fucking slammed. Like, it was the talk of Twitter last night. Just soccer Twitter. Get so fucking indignant on, about shit, right? Soccer Twitter are... Like, they're like... Indig- soccer Twitter are fucking Broncos fans on crack. It's Round ball Bronco this, fans, basically. Yeah. Mm. You know, everybody must say that the but, game I like is fantastic. But this, these, these amateurs on ABC, all he does is there's this comedian, I think his name's Alex Chen. He did the fucking greatest troll job like, with his, with his crosses, <laughs> yeah. with his live crosses and stuff. And, and he's continued to take people are interviewing about it because, like, he's copped so much shit. And they're interviewing him, and he just keeps trolling and trolling. And it's only now that, like, it was tonight, full 24 hours later, that, that I saw people from what I would call soccer Twitter Clicking. going, like, Oh man, that fucking dude had me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I was just hilarious. I was, I just, I just love trolling. Um, Phil, Phil Akis underscore one. So that's F H I L A C U S underscore one. Gender specific swearing is a bit too much. C bomb. Love the show. Though. I can't see girls being comfortable with it. Honestly, I just put that tweet in there just so, just so some of the ladies that listen to the show can uh, can tweet Phil and let him say no. It's all cool. I mean, it's, we're in a grown up world now. We've uh, yeah. We've uh, we've decontextualized and fucking we've taken it back. <laughs> we've taken cunt back. <laughs> cunt monkeys. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend the show look, for children, which is why I'm constantly mortified when yeah. children tweet us. <laughs> the show. Yeah, please. The teachers are okay. Yeah, but teachers say, "Oh yeah, my um, class is this show." I'm like, no, I, yeah. I believe there's, you know. Equal opportunity cursing mm-hmm. in the show. There are just yeah. as many fucking cockheads out there. Yeah, but but also like in the in terms of like your your, your regional dialects around the world. Yeah, an Australian well, saying say, can't is, is, is this is this gentleman an Australian? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it would have. I mean, if he's Australian, if he's American, okay, I get. I can see what you're saying. Or if he comes from Melbourne, I'd understand. <laughs> but. We're not using the C-bomb as a pejorative describing, saying that you are a part of a female's anatomy. Being part of a female's anatomy is a bad thing because it's on a female. Yeah. It, it's for emphasis. Exactly. It's the Australian use of the word, so, which is basically a synonym for mate. Fucking light up gun. <laughs> Uh, Mario Siegs, uh, great up guys. Really starting to enjoy Jay's rather unique analysis style. See, on face value, you'll go, that's nice. Well, yeah, Jay, Jay will, he'll, he'll, he'll get a kick out of hearing that. Then, then upon closer inspection, I'm like, motherfucker, he's been on the show for 18 months pretty much. <laughs> and you're just like, somebody's saying his last 18 months is shit and like, it's taken that long to warm to the dude. <laughs> Look, you know, you, you talk, you took you the whole stepdad analogy. Yep. Mario's an OG. Yeah, okay. So he's trying to break the relationship up, you know, with you know petulant teenage behaviour no, a bit. No, 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 no. He he's like the kid that's moved out. Oh, okay. So you know he he doesn't get the heart to heart chats. He doesn't get the the fatherly advice. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not picking him up from parties when his friends ditch him. Yeah. yeah. And this, you know, he he only knows I'm I'm doing inappropriate things with the the thing his real dad used to be involved with. Yeah. That, and. The fact that he's been outed as a fucking leather sandal wearing <laughs> fucking pus bucket. 
like weird. Okay, you know. <laughs> uh, trust, no, but he likes it. No, he likes your he likes your rather unique analysis style, though. Mm, so I, there you go. I like his rather unique anal licking technique. It's nice. <laughs> Up hop. So Jack Bird's going to fit right in at the Broncos. He's a fucking mammoth piece of shit, so it'll be a very smooth transition. I'll just put that in there because <laughs> I, like, cause I, like, I like people who come out strong against the Broncos Ouch. sometimes. Um, nice one, up, did, did you see... Um, somebody did tweet at the show. Did what was you that? see the Dally M thing? No, I did not. Uh, I'm not sure how I missed from it. From the Sharks game last week. Oh, the 3-2-1? The, the yeah. What was it again? Darren Lockyer gave three Dally M points to Jack Bird. <laughs> Like that's 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 like fucking Broncos recruitment scout. Like, going, yes, my boy. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, I can't, I can't say he was the game changer so much. Yeah, so, <laughs> let's um, be honest. Jack, you know some advice, buddy. I know you listen to the show. When you get to the Broncos, you got to fucking keep one eye on Wayne and keep your other eye in the other direction on Lockie. So. More like it's just like he needs to consummate that relationship with Lockie because he knows that Lockie will have his back if he ever runs into any trouble. No, I was just trying. I've been fucking trying for so long to yeah. get it out there that Jack Bird is a fucking wonky eyed gimp. <laughs> and no one's fucking picked up on it. There are pictures of it everywhere. Yeah, he's he's not the first person. I, like, I think of like a Luke Patton. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think of fucking cross-eyed gimps, but I'll, I'll look. I'll take it under advisement, and I'll have to, and I'll, and I'll have a look. You know, a, a reluctant look at Jack Bird's face and, <laughs> and see see where he's looking, or how he's looking. <laughs> the biggest tiger. See, I really like the idea of relegation. It would be like our own reverse finals every year. <laughs> Hashtag never had the spoon. Hashtag tigers in the league. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron. Aaron Sebastian Barkoff, great call from stepdad Jay. Hashtag knows he's his, touring too. Knows his, yeah, well, the friend of my friend of mine, uh, John, is a uh, he, he's a music industry PR guy mm. who's actually bringing you know he's the one responsible for all you know bringing him like he does he, he's mostly skewed towards metal acts. And, um, so then, do and, we have to get into the conversation about why he's dealing with Sebastian fucking Bach? Then? Well, it, it, he's, he he deals with the with the old the old metal people and the new like he does a lot with you know um, like ex you know, like guys like Eric Singer and stuff as well yeah, when they yeah. come out to do tours and like Ace and you know people you know things like that as well. Um, but uh, and and all the way through to like you know like fucking death metal <laughs> like yeah, modern modern stuff like that. But um, yeah, can I, can I just say I had a very proud. Metal moment. How's that? Well, the youngest, he's two and a bit. Yep. And he was at his kindy. Yeah. And they've got music time. And one of the teachers has got a little guitar. Yeah. And they sit down and they play. And the kid's asked to, to play songs. And it came yeah. around to his turn. Yeah. And he's asked her to play Fear of the Dark. <laughs> I was thinking, what's he doing? He's, he just gets on there and starts doing like, you know, two and a half year old, like, darkness in prison. <laughs> Living after midnight. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, he, he asked her if, if she could play Fear of the Dark. So, And was she like, what the fuck? I'll tell yeah. her, you know, then she asked you in the afternoon. Yeah, so. It was funny. I was, I was listening to something. I can't remember. What, well, on the way down to the Titans game, drive, like drive down to, Rabina, to, to Narang and then catch a train to Rabina and walk over. And so it was a long car drive, you know, down with Killer. And we are just listening to songs and stuff. And... Um, on the playlist of stuff that I play with him, there's a lot of like like metal stuff, but it'll be like um, 
stuff that we've played on Guitar Hero or something, so he yeah. knows it. Yep. And uh, and then he was saying well, this, this is a Children of Bottom song, I think, that we play on Guitar Hero. It's like, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and um, and so and, and, and it's all good. And um, and then he's like, oh, you know, who's the best drummer? I'm like, oh, like honestly, I've got no idea. It's so subjective. But I mean, like obviously on the metal tracks, I just want to find something who's got some insane fucking drumming. So I got Spotify going, and I'm like, you know, flick down and get some Slipknot or something, and then I'm like. And I remember one that I used to, we used to always play in rehearsals and that to warm up and just like mm. to fuck around. We used to always play like people equal shit because the drummer just was like fucking blast. But like just, <laughs> he was an awesome drummer. He just like you know, on the blast beats. So, so I put that on and he sees it come up on the, on the screen, on the, the stereo. Like there's people equal shit. I'm going, look, obviously this is not a discussion that we're going to have with your mother, you know, afterwards or anything. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, you know. How'd that end up for you? Fine, fine. <laughs> but he's, um, like he wouldn't even say the title of the song. He'd say that people equals poop. But but every time when it's like people equal shit, he's just pissing himself laughing like the whole way down. Like yeah. he was tears. Like it was like when I first uh, got probably. I remember there was a, an older sister of um, one of my brother's school friends who used to make mixtapes and stuff in you know primary school. She was in like high school and I was in like you know year seven or something. And yeah, you know, she'd put songs like you know like, like from Appetite for Destruction and that. And the first time you hear that, you know like it's like you know, yeah, cut and fucking and, and I'm like, oh, so this is how, so this is the thing. They do this in songs, do they? Well, yeah. that's, that's eye opening. Um, it, it, it was, was like the sort of you know, little all, all the little wiggers out there. Yeah, that went out and bought the California Love single <laughs> and got hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> Just quietly, that was a, that, that single that had that was about, that was like about seven songs on that one, wasn't that? Because like that, oh no, I had a different one then, but it had like cause yeah. it, it had tons. Yeah. It had like how do you want it? No. Uh, it had all. It had like five singles on it. it had, like not even just B sides. Like, it was a, it, are you talking about the album? No, no. This was a this was a, a single sleeve. Like a it was more of an EP, but it was a single. It had it, had, it was a, a white cardboard sleeve that I probably fucking still got it somewhere. The California Love one had California Love, Two of America's Most Wanted, and hit them up. Yeah, no, mine had more than that. Mine had like five to seven songs. I'll have to fucking track it down. Might, but um, might have been a fucking deluxe, fucking something. Cam- Campbelltown. I don't know, the fucking DVD rippers didn't no, exist back in the, yeah. no, back in the day, this, this came, this would have most certainly have come from Toon yeah. Music. These, I remember back in the day, like even when I'm, um, like in 90 or whatever, when Straight Outta Compton came out and fucking, like, me and my brother were like, yeah, we got to get that. We had a really shit dub version of it that it went around school. Somehow we got our hands on it. We were like, no, we need the, the real one. And um, so we had to get the tape and a Toon Music. And this person at the counter made mum come over because it had the parental advisory thing and it actually meant something back then and I had oh, to get yeah. mum's permission yeah. yeah no they're allowed to buy it and so uh, <laughs> and then you know fast forward two years and like the ghetto boys one with gangster loves and like, fucking <laughs> and to fuck yeah. their best friend and put a whipping on the cunt that's it um <laughs> <laughs> now, where were we? Fucking what a digress that, digression that was. Whipsy 77. I just keep waiting for Stepdad to come out on air and announce that he's actually rooting Moylan. Fair dinkum. Get a room. That's fucking disgusting. That That is so gross that you would <laughs> condone sex with a minor. <laughs> he's so young. That's horrific. Far too young for those sorts like, of shit. I, you know, I can show an appreciation... <laughs> yeah. For the talents of a young man, the majesty that he displays on a football field, you know, and I'll wait till he's eighteen to fuck him. <laughs> it's 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 not it's it's nothing for Jay here to be. I mean, like I I do not think there is anything wrong at all with you being a fan of the length and girth of talent that young Matt Moylan brings to the table. Oh. You need a break. <laughs> Just a Kleenex. 
At Alan Paul Walker, uh, great app again. Nate knoweth everything about Barcelona in Spain. <laughs> Impressive cultural knowledge. I can't take credit for it. Everything I learned from Spain came from uh, the pop star. <laughs> never stop, never stopping. Also known as the greatest movie of 20, 2016. The, the Connor for real documentary. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, just un- unbelievable. Yeah. Fuck, I've actually got the Blu-ray. I haven't watched the Blu-ray extra second. Can you believe that? Dun, 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 it makes me wish that, like, you know, because it made, like, you know, we go and visit Glenn. Like, they go and visit the fucking dude, the, the, the ex dude. And, and Toowoomba, but he's got, like, a massive fucking legal weed, you know, paddocks of weed. That'd be- no. <laughs> With Glenn, it'd just be like, you know, he's, he's got a McDonald's in the back fence, he can get his McDonald's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tool Tourist went off this week uh, at GJ McDonough. Greg said, I started listening to This Week in League in. Fucking like Kreuzberg, Berlin. When you realise the headphones are not plugged in properly. Hashtag Twill Tourist. Hang on, oh. is that the second headphone malfunction we've had in Germany? Possibly. Because I seem to remember... Certainly not the second ever. I mean, it's about the second hundredth one ever. No, no, but I'm, I'm And it always happens at the worst time, like church and stuff. No, but, like, in Germany. Possibly. Because I, I distinctly remember saying that... I hope it wasn't during our... Cohen Hess... <laughs> rant... <laughs> <laughs> Super Grover 4 he sent us a, fo- a photograph of himself and Garth Tander Winton Raceway with Garth Tander <laughs> listening to episode 255 between races rocking the beanie and he was wearing the members beanie from uh, yeah, two years back I don't think I want to see that because I don't want any visual memories of Super Grover not in a purple suit it's true you don't want to spoil it escorting and, me off a train <laughs> and I would hope that if he returns to the grand final this year regardless of whether they still make it or not that uh, he does wear the purple suit it's fantastic <laughs> anyway it was, it was a great look mm. Turtle Killer 197, because of course 187 is the police code for killing humans, and 197 is the code for murder on turtles. Uh, birthday in Hong Kong with family, what more do you want? Jeez, if he was in Singapore or Indonesia, you could actually had killed turtle mm. skewers. Yes. I had a friend who was in, uh, he went to, oh, I can't remember, I think it was Indonesia for work, and the killing of turtles is... is Maybe it's illegal or, or certainly frowned upon, but it's a cultural thing that happens. And so his hotel, he sort of he sort of mentioned to like a workmate or something that he wouldn't yeah. want to try and something. Yeah. And so he gets his knock on his hotel room, you know, from the guy who's like the, the turtle fucking dealer. <laughs> and he had some you know, turtle kebabs and yeah, apparently it wasn't great. Kind of <laughs> tasted a lot like fucking hood rat. <laughs> Can I just put it out there? Yeah. If anything's actually any fucking good. Like, yep. And this is just a blanket fucking statement. If yep. anything is any good, you generally find it available fairly readily for mass consumption. So the fact I can think of a powerful exception to this rule because remember there was a, that you, what you're saying is correct, but there's also one big impediment, and it's the human the human inclination to not want to eat shit that's cute or something like they, if they can somehow apply human qualities to something then it becomes off the table. For example, in the Western world, for example, no one's ever going to eat a dog, even though they might do it, you know, in like some Asian countries. You're never going to see people that's, eating dolphins no, that, and, and whales that, and shit, you know, be, like as, as, as something that's ma- as a mass consumption thing. That's not because it's cute. It's that, be, it's, that's it's, because... It's because they're assigning human dog. qualities, whether it's intelligence or whatever to it. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, you know, but let me tell you, you whale's seen, good as a motherfucker. Yeah. You ever, <laughs> seen, a, you ever seen a baby cow? All the time. Motherfucker's cute and delicious. On my plate. Yeah. In my belly. Exactly. 
and you know, like that's why the Japanese do, they do so much you know, scientific research on the whales. It's because they're trying to find irrefutable proof that they're not fucking delicious in the bacon <laughs> of the sea, just so they can stop motherfuckers from eating them up. Yeah, I don't know. The guy, the guy who makes the, the the first person who can find a way to get over the social thing and make a sustainable way of of, of harvesting or farming whales for for mass consumption, my fuck's gonna be rich. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Hotel LA before a Broncos game is a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Mick the Perm. <laughs> Mick the Perm. <laughs> that fucking place down the riverside, pig and whistle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, we've got a name, Jesus. Mick the Perm, uh, continuing his Panthers tour of culture, heading to Stockholm this weekend. Fantastic. In search of the of the syndrome the source of the syndrome that keeps Panthers fans coming back for more uh, Sans underscore tattoo now this name intrigues me is it like is it like without a tattoo or does he have like thug life name? written across his stomach Sans S-A-N-S underscore tattoo so does he have like he's without tattoo or is he does he have like thug life written in comic Sans across his abdomen <laughs> I don't know, but that's that's inquiring minds want to know. So mm-hmm. please answer us next next week uh, after you after you hear this, uh, Mister Sands Tattoo. Said, so, "Hey, an avid listener here in Wellington, New Zealand, on the train out towards Trentham Tigers territory." Trentham Tigers. I'm oh, sorry, like- Trenton Titans. My mistake. Titans. I was going to say because if it was a Tigers, I'd want to know if they too are in decline. If it's yeah. A, well, I mean, because we know that like the, the you know the four legged variety, there and you know their numbers are in decline in every environment where they live. Football team. In AFL and in <laughs> rugby league well, era, look. Castleford are fucking killing it in England though. So I guess there's the exception that proves the rule. Like if you go to your doctors and yeah. all of a sudden he says, "I'm terribly sorry, you you, you have influenza AIDS," <laughs> just because he's named it something doesn't mean it'll kill you. <laughs> so I don't know. Leroy Brown, 1978. I live in Wellington, New Zealand, and have done for the last 15 years. Fourth year listener. Fantastic, so, Wellington. So Wellington, we've we pretty much fucking got that area on fucking lockdown. Who's organising the Wellington meetup? It's true. I mean, we had a was it a oh what's his fucking name? It was like Catalog Blue. He had his, he he was talking about having a, a three person meetup, all three people in Perth. Yeah, so uh, this is this is something you can that can be done. So I believe that. Well, that's yeah. Fucking get Norts over there. He, he works in Perth sometimes. No, no, he's 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 stopped that shit. Oh, he's, well, he's given up the fly and fly out life. Yeah, but man. he's done so much work in Perth because that's the only place he's. Well, worked. He's, he's pretty much the, the Perth network. I mean, he yeah. knows everybody there. That's it. He's got friends everywhere. Fucking get over there, Norts. He knows. He knows it, like everybody, like west of fucking Kalgoorlie, pretty which much. Is, which is a suburb of Perth, apparently. Yeah, I believe it's by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Wellington represent. Oh, uh, now the. Our, our mates over at Super League Pod over there in uh, in uh, England sent us through their report for the week. Um, magic weekend, hmm. where they call it over there. So, uh, all of the games. That's where the rugby league teams I can put ask. away the ball for a week and and meet on the field of fucking Quidditch <laughs> or something for, for, as, a, as a method of somehow asserting rugby league supremacy on each other. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I've had a magic weekend on the mushrooms. Oh, it's, um, it's very late. It is. Now, listen, learn about Magic Weekend, and uh, make sure you follow them at Super League Pod on Twitter and give their show a fucking listen. 
fuck's sake. I mean, I do see a lot of the um, Twill Nation people tweeting with them and stuff like that, so it's good to see. As far as magic things go, it's currently second between Monkey and Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of any other ones either. Nice one, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here with you, as always, to bring you your weekly roundup of all things ESL this week in Magic. Yeah, and we start on Saturday afternoon where it was Widnes 12, Wakefield 34. There were no real surprises in the first match of the Magic weekend as Wakefield produced a strong display to brush aside bottom to brush aside bottom side Widnes Vikings by 34 points to 12. Wakefield had their spidey senses tingling and never really looked to be troubled by misfiring Widnes. Scores from the sometimes atrocious, sometimes fabulous Scott Griggs and winger Ben Jones-Bishop were among the highlights for Wakefield and their fans. Even a debut for the mercurial Rangi Chase couldn't turn around the fortunes of the Vikings. In fact, he was at fault for one of Trin's six tries as the team from Bellevue moved up into fifth position. And Saturday's second fixture could hardly have been predicted as the so far rudderless St Helens caught Hull FC with their pants down and richly deserved to give them a 44-45 points to nothing spanking. Sensi's tries came as much from the pack as they did from the backs in this dominant display with England prop Alex Wormsley crossing for two whilst Ryan Morgan popped up with a try of his own as eight try Saints dominated this one from start to finish. Then it was Wigan 24, Warrington 24. In the final game of day one, former South Swinger Joe Burgess grabbed a late try for the Liam, sorry, Wigan Warriors to secure a 24-all draw in, in Saturday's final game. Wigan had led 18-6 thanks to a hat-trick from young wing sensation Liam Marshall, but Wyatt had made, are made from slightly sterner stuff these days. You have to be if Kurt Gidley is fighting your battles for you. England asterisk fullback Stefan Rashford and the flying pig Tom, Tom Lynham brought Wyatt back to within two before ex-Wigan second-row Jack Hughes put the Wolves in the driving seat. Ultimately, though, it was a kick from England captain Todd Flanders, who was instrumental throughout for Wigan, that allowed Joe Burgess to leap up high and touch down low and ensure the points were shared in this one. And Sunday's first game proved to be Lauren Fraser who's last in charge of the Catalan Dragons. Huddersfield came from behind to record a much needed 18 points to 10 win thanks to tries from Big Sam Rapira and friend of the show Adam O'Brien. Skeletor tried in vain to marshal the Dragons but they sputtered in this one whilst for the Giants Mum's new boyfriend Jake Mamo continues to impress. Yeah, next up it was Lee Centurion's 22, Salford Red Devils 36. The Red Devils moved into second spot this weekend thanks to the win over the Lee Centurions. This was Lee's sixth in a row, and whilst they had led twice through Matty Fleming and then ex-Cronulla Shark Mitch Brown, Lee's grubbery and Salford's class both showed in the end. Ben Murdoch Mastilla stood out, stood out for Salford, bagging two powerful tries. Adam Higson, winger come pro wrestler, saw red for laying out Salford fullback Gareth O'Brien with a classic clothesline move. 
This was a result that further establishes Salford's top four ambitions, whilst making it clear that the once again ill-disciplined Centurions have quite a bit to fix up if they have to avoid playing in the qualifying eights later this year. And in the final game of the weekend, a second-half hat-trick from former Brisbane Bronco Greg Eden helped table-topping Castleford Tigers to a 29 points to 18 win over the Leeds Rhinos. Matt Parcell continues to impress for Leeds as Joel Moon also keeps his impressive season going, but Cass are flying at the moment thanks to glittering years from the likes of Grant Millington, Ben Roberts, Jesse Sonny Lefeo and Junior Moores, all complementing Cass's plethora of England backs exceptionally well. Yeah, and that leaves the standings with Castleford staying on top. Now with a two-point lead, it's Salford who are second in place of Hull. Wakefield have risen to fifth spot on points difference from Wigan, and significantly, Warrington are now into the top eight ahead of the Catalan Dragons. The bottom three stay as they were, but Huddersfield have made up some ground on the teams above, and it can all change next week after we have the second doubleheader of the 2017 Super League season. Memberships for 2017 after... Oh my god, the, the the stress, the pressure to get them up. I'm so fucking hammered the last couple of weeks um with work and stuff, but uh it's sorted. The um the, in fact in fact they're on sale now but the key rings will be arriving any fucking day now. They're they're produced and fucking done. Uh the shirts is, the, the shirts have got the guy holding off just until I can get a feel of where the wind's blowing in terms of the breakdown of sizes that we're going to need um, yep. because that's something that's a little bit more specific but uh, yeah they're well and truly cooking ready to go so um, can, I, can I give you some advice yes if, when you're purchasing a membership try and think about how many years you're going to be a fan of the show yeah because I for one would really like to be able to wear my jersey out <laughs> thing about those jerseys though um, and we've had a lot of questions about an away jersey and after the dust has settled from the membership stuff I will get uh, well I'll I'll talk to ISC again but I'll also maybe look for another supplier because one thing those jerseys are incredibly fucking small the sizes run very small Mm. like uh, honestly to get like a standard XL Mm. you'd probably have to go like probably a 4XL on their money I reckon just, just insanity so, uh, just I suppose it's the risk you take dealing with a company that actually makes sports equipment, <laughs> people that you know participate in sports. Yeah, but that's that's true. But I mean, like sizes, sizes need to run through, like across the. Because if you look at a lot of you know, like yeah, we've done a lot of t-shirts and things like that over the year. If you yeah, like, true. Look at things like you know AS Color versus Gildan versus whatever. They're all within kind of like a centimeter of the same diameter. Mm. I mean, they're all pretty much the same for sizes. But these ones, are, I'm fucking. You know what I'd love? So I would love a retro style. Twill jersey, like a like a an actual material, like a cotton, like a like yeah, a cottony V neck collar, yeah, rubber button, yeah, yeah, fucking into it. <laughs> Fuck, I wonder who makes it. That would that would be worthwhile though. I'm fucking, all right. I'm, I'm I'm all up for that. But uh, the memberships, they're on sale right now. Look, uh, I've gave the heads up to to the current incumbent members. Uh, probably as we recorded the show, probably about you know five hours ago. And they've gone, they've fucking smashed it and, and they're close to all of them signing up again, which is fantastic. Uh, what we try and do is limit the number of memberships we put out each year and like, I kind of just take a take a, a look and see see the way it's blowing, see how quickly things are selling. But usually we sort of add like 20% to the overall members pool each year. So um, that's, that's how I'm thinking right now. I mean, we'll see what the demand's like, but... So for everybody out there, yes. keep it on Twitter. Fucking go to thisweekinleague.com. Go to this there's a link at the top. Com. There's a link on the top that says membership. And I have uh, just before we started recording tonight, I switched over to the actual live page. Like I had an information page about the memberships yep. uh, uh, a couple of days ago. 
but now it's actually switched over to the live one where you can purchase it. So um, if you're an existing member and you you, know, you want to buy it next week or something like that for whatever the circumstances, you know that's fine. Just send us a message and I'll I'll lock you in. You're all good. And uh, if you're new, if you're a new member, um, yeah, get in there and uh, smash it while you can because. Uh, the other reason for limiting it as well is because it just limits the pre-order time and so you know it speeds up when we're actually got the stuff in our hands and everything and mail them out so um yeah, yeah get on there smash know, it we, we also enjoy seeing people out there telling other people they're better than them for because they have something they don't right and, that, and that's that's actually sold a few memberships today yeah well, you know, i know the twin brothers you know we're like you know the, the good one the one who goes to meetups and games and comes up to brisbane for meetups I was, as well. I, was, I was about to say is there actually a competition still well, I thought the the, the 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 bad one in quotes uh, bought his membership before the other today. So okay. However, I, I kind of feel anyone like that goes to two consecutive meetups, being like yeah, and, and yeah, meetups in that are in different states. states, that's a pretty you know plus in a different state from where he lives. Like he's the only person other yeah. than other than us that did it. Yeah, really, exactly. So I'm I'm starting to think that you know arguing about which twin is best is like discussing the the Sattler burn tackle I'm expecting to discover that Sattler's not a fucking immortal like you know <laughs> well now it, with it, rugby it was, league with, it was sorted out a long time ago with rugby league week folding I mean we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> I guess he just can't get inducted anymore so so we yeah, in our hearts we know that yeah he probably would be mm. the same as Scott Minto I mean they've just been cruel by the fucking the rationalisation of the print media <laughs> we need to start the fucking hall of fame yeah Make it a legit one. Yeah. Have we done this? Oh, does Mal Meninga go? No, no. Fuck no. off. Yeah. Never. Michael Barney. Scott <laughs> oh, Mindo. Oh, look, I feel like a place like... I feel like a Hall of Fame like that would probably have a place for Willie Mason too. I just think... <laughs> I just think he, he's just... Uh, yeah, he's shown I, a new... Only so he could induct everyone else afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so thisweekinleague.com, go there, you'll see the memberships link on the top menu there, click that, and you can buy it, and uh, and away you go. And there's a sub, there's a supplement that you need to add for shipping if you're overseas somewhere, because um, we get fucking raped on the international... And please fucking triple check your address if you live overseas. Yeah, and because if, if you're going through PayPal um, and using your PayPal account... Yeah, you know, make make sure that it's a current address because sometimes people don't, you know, they don't they move address and they, you know, they don't remember to change the yeah. PayPal one. So, uh, and yeah, and if because you've had returns like two years later, if you're in if you're in England and you buy a membership for the love of fucking God, I pick the fucking thing up for the love of Queen and country. <laughs> can you please accept the fucking delivery? <laughs> When the, when this week in league membership knocks, you answer that fucking door. <laughs> um, so yeah, enjoy guys. Get on there. Um, we're pretty happy with the fucking way the hoodies are going to turn out. I think. And uh, at the moment, for those who are interested, you got the choice. You can go black or, or green with the hoodie. Mm. And at the moment, it's probably trending about fifty six to fifty eight percent towards black, which is closer than I thought because my original uh, concept was green, and people were like, oh, can we have a black one? So I felt like oh, I was going to be. 80 20 in favor of black but at this stage it's just narrowly it's it's uh almost almost 50 50 mm, so uh fantastic which is good to see because i mean i am kind of judging people based on their on their selection there
news. Okay, so this week, uh, and oh, gee, yeah, the benefits of having a late a late show. A couple of things happened today. Plethora. Uh, the, the first, the, the first news was Raylene Castles resigned as a Canterbury CEO, and she'll finish at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, four years in the role, that time's flown. She's going to consider her next challenge. It's tough to say what the what the the story is. I mean, her official, you know, uh, her release was. Uh, I've loved every moment of my time at the Bulldogs and after four years in the role, the time is now right to look for my next challenge. I wish the club and team every success for the future. I'm very, I'm pleased that together with the board we can give the club leadership continuity and a professional transition to a new leadership. Mm. They say there's tensions with uh, with Ray Dibb, who's the chairman of the club, um, over some uh, some emails she sent to rival clubs complaining about a breaching cr- protocol by Players Union regarding a meeting that was set up by Dibb, blah, blah, blah. For his part, he just did the, you know, She's made a significant contribution over the last four years, and uh, you know, she's strengthened all areas of the club and will leave in a strong position for the new chief executive to take over. Blah blah blah. I appreciate professional. Blah 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 blah. So, <coughs> hmm. tough job, tough fan base too. Fuck, she. I mean, she, she copped it to the end. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, although I feel like it was, it, I feel like it decreased over time, but she was still copping it, you know, all the way to the end, and. Um, yeah, and although the club's in a strong position, I'm doing air quotes at the moment. They, I mean, they're certainly not a, a fucking train wreck like you know the Tigers and and uh, you know teams like that. But still, they've just been this kind of stagnant level of kind of good performance, but not great performance. You know, like they're certainly you know they're not the the spoon guys or anything like that. They're making the finals and and the the Bulldogs are in this weird territory where you can use their results to suit the narrative of a couple of different yeah. stories. Yep. You know, when when people are bitching about Des, when it's a fan base, it's very easy to say, well, fucking, you've made the finals every year, two grand finals. And then now the ones you know, say, well, yeah, but we couldn't win them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a bit sad on that, actually. I, I saw this fucking golden age starting to dawn when you had people involved in the game, like her and Dave Smith. and That weren't, like, like former players who were actually astute yep. business people yep. to run the club. They weren't coaching the fucking teams. Yep. They're not running the fucking social media accounts wishing themselves happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, fucking Ciro, what are you doing, son? Oh, fuck. You wait, he'll be at Manly soon. Yeah. His fucking job at Manly is to sit in the crowd and then uh, not yell out nah, abuse but. at the other children. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And and it has unfortunately gone back into the hands of the fucking boys club. Well, well, let's wait and see who they appoint, right? Yeah, I'd like to be proven wrong, and I don't think I will. Yeah, I don't think you will either. But no. let's. But I'm, I'm not going to say that. Oh, yeah, you've you know you just appointed fucking like mm. you know, Paul Langmack or something like until they actually do. <laughs> but again, I, I I see that those sort of people have less concern for the game. Yeah. Than their own asses. Yeah. Oh, the people love to build yeah. their little fucking kingdoms. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So. And the other thing that, you know, that happened because we recorded late is that, oh, the comedy we could have had about the way that Kevin Walters pulled the fucking wool over the eyes of Wayne Bennett by naming Milford and then throwing Thurston in there as 18th man and getting around Wayne's going, oh, you know, I'm not going to let him go if he's just the 18th man. If he's a shadow player, I'm going to fucking blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> Thurston's out, and the thing is, now they're saying he's out, and he's like, "Oh, oh there's like I couldn't believe the diagnosis." You know, he, he still wanted to play, but then they're like, 
as a result, he's going to be out for several weeks and may not even be there for game two. So, I mean, he's... Yeah. His shoulder is completely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and he was never any chance. I just wonder, all the all the machinations, like when he's named, you know, on the Cowboys bench and it's like a last-minute fitness test, blah, blah, blah. That all must have been just mm. ruses to... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Ruses, but look, we've said it before. If you're out for another three weeks, <laughs> four weeks, yeah, you know, and you know it, we've said it before. It's it's a case of well, you've got to name this many, yeah, and then yeah. maybe two or three on there who are just no chance that you know, yeah, yeah. like what's fucking you know, Bertha and accounting's kids name fucking yeah, whack him Scott on Scott Fulton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hear look, the. The Kevy Kevy Wayne dynamic's very interesting. Um, he's like the first, the first former disciple. Well, like Kevy's like a he's like a he's a Bellamy disciple too, right? I've sensed, and it's it's only what I'm taking in about a, a couple of things I've heard Kevy say. Yeah. Um, I don't think he feel. I think he wants to feel part of the Broncos family. Okay. I get that distinct impression. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't, and isn't treated as such. You've got all of these recent ex-Broncos, yeah. your Hodges, your Lockyers, your Parkers, yeah. those sorts of guys, who are still actively involved day to day. Yeah, but he, but Kevy's also he's 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 been he's been away, and he was like an assistant down at like he's been at other yeah. clubs, and yeah. But he so. was due to come back to the Broncos, and Wayne knocked it on the head. Yeah, that's true too. So yeah, you're right. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they fucking hate each other. No. Um, but it, it's almost to me like somebody's trying to play up something. They know that the beginning of it's there. But Kevy's got his own little thing though now, mm. and he's like Wayne, you ain't, yeah, you didn't put in on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, it's just it's very interesting. Now I don't remember how how much we went into the Origin teams. None. Oh, so none. We kind of know we're kind of backing off. We'll see what happened. Oh, fucking must have been close though, right? Because yeah. this is what we record on Wednesday, like... It was this night. week it was named. Okay, oh yeah, of course. Okay, so that's good. Well, I can tell you what, we'll, let's talk about it now, fuck it. And I mean, like, it'll be a little bit of a repeat, because I mean, I had that talking about Origin as well, but um, just mostly her thoughts. But for me, the Queensland side is pretty much as expected, with two exceptions. One is, I, I was certain that Billy Slater would be in there somewhere and how they'd configure as in terms of fullback and, and winger, I yeah. don't know. But at the end of the day, Darius Boyd set try-scoring origin records by catching balls and falling over the fucking mm. line out there on the wing. Uh, and with Slater at fullback, and it's, it's a, so that was a, a genuine surprise that he, that he was not named. And as a New South Wales supporter, I'm fucking delighted to hear it. Um mm. The other one was Nate Miles. <laughs> I mean, there's loyalty, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with the dude like they had every fucking possible. I mean, because he sat like the second half of that Manly game on the week on Saturday yeah. night. He sat. He was you know like simple fucking Jack bouncing the ball, sitting on the floor of the dressing room. Like you know, he's in his boardies. He wasn't even coming back out. So they could have said Ugh. failed an injury test, too much of an injury risk. Yep. We need guys that are 100. percent But they could have said any narrative they wanted to. But they they brought they really fucking wanted him in the team. So, they were the big surprise for me. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's you know, and, fairly much as expected, like a in a in a JT less Matt Scottless world. Hmm. And and maybe that's it. Maybe Queensland just 
just did say better the devil you know. Because yeah. if it's not him, it's going to be a debutante. Yeah. Maybe Kevy felt that there was enough with a debutante half. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think the Queensland team is is fairly strong. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I agree with you that the slate of things funny. We, we've both made mention of how now with JT being out as well, it's even yeah. more. I think you know maybe you'd want a guy like Slater who can who's got such a, an eight combination with with Cronk and, exactly. and Smith. Yes, and it take and and him just slotting in with his ball playing ability could take a lot of fucking pressure off a young debutant. It's and and look, you know Milford and Boyd obviously play together at the Broncos. Yeah, but don't I don't mean, I don't think Milford Boyd is a thing. It's certainly not a thing they, this year. I mean they haven't been doing a fuck of a lot this year together and just the fact that Billy Slater knows exactly when to sniff around mm-hmm. and Cameron Smith knows that he is when and he's there and yep. knows to go for a dart and hold up a pass and then or put a fucking grubber in behind the line it, you know like Kronk's the same you know yeah so yeah, again but, but you know fucking your funeral that's it so um uh, Kevin Walters like you know he's getting, getting teary at the the announcement the sl- I mean he knows. He knows he's the fucking coach. His name's going to be on it now. At the end of the regime. The end of the domination. Yeah, but he knows. He knows he's going to be that fucking guy. You look at the the Queensland guys. Yeah, the reason um, Queensland lose ten in a row. Kevin Walters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, fucking Dane Gay guy. Yeah, he's the best player in the worst team at the moment. Yeah, and went and tested himself on the open market. Yep, and he's passed. He's ended up at Souths. Got a B minus. I. I heard more people talking about where Jack Bird and Jack Bird and Josh Dugan were going to end up. Yeah. Than Dane Gay guy. Yeah, he slipped out the back door. However, at State of Origin time, he's a fucking world beater. So yeah. I, I don't think you can discount the culture. Yeah. Of that team. Yeah. Um, and they've still got enough strike power out there. Yeah, they definitely do. Trouble. The New South Wales, on the other hand. We got the it, the New South the, the best way that I could explain the New South Wales side for me is that it strikes a fairly good balance between why the fuck did they pick that cunt and wow I can't believe they dropped that cunt yeah yeah <laughs> it's it, like it's kind of could because like I'm like wow the Farrah era is over fucking praise praise Jesus praise whoever praise Schnitzel praise Zenu fucking whoever <laughs> but. Praise the gods of economics that put Tiger Tiger into the fucking ground. I don't know. But, amazing. And look, I don't think Pete's the greatest fucking player in the world. But that guy has all the passion that, that, that Farrah has for the for New South Wales. And he's just... Farrah has no passion for New South Wales. Farrah has I, passion for Robbie Farrah. I, I, no, I, feel, I, don't, I, feel, I feel he does have, he does have passion no. for New South Wales. But, I disagree. But but Pete's is a because he's not as senior a guy. Yeah, he's not. He's going to be a guy that plays to a game plan like he fucking should. Yeah, and not try and arbitrarily decide this is what's happening because yep. I'm the fucking great, you know, Arfara and time for me to have a kick here. Yeah, time for me to have a put a grubber in. Time for me to have a run. I'm going to have a dart from dummy half and you know from 15 meters out, and I'll definitely score. It. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really hope this year. There's no more Farrah, mm-hmm. and there's no more Gallon. Well, Gallon's Gallon's you know put a line through himself, and Farrah. Yeah. I I think that Farrah's done. I think they no matter what. I think they they're going to move on from because even before yes. even before it was it was never Farrah, before it was Pete. 
It was Peter Wallace. It was Wallace. And then he was ruled out through injury. Tell you what, he is on the down low. He must be like a fucking recreational penis jouster or something because <laughs> what is it with this guy's balls and his fucking groin area? <laughs> He's got fucking... <laughs> <laughs> your groin's fairly far removed. Bohemian crystal fucking balls, this dude. Like, <laughs> your groin is that far. Yeah. From your your balls. <laughs> it, it, that would be like fucking Jesse Bromwich sticking his ear on the iPhone. That's how far away from your balls your groin is. But um, yes, I'm very glad Robbie Farah is not there. Um, I'm disappointed in the selection of Woods. I, like my initial my initial feeling is, is is that too. But remember, like he was, you know, there was he's had man of the match performances in Origin as well. I feel that perhaps he might not have any passion for his, his shitty declining club that he's that he's mm. leaving. That he's got to serve out the rest of what amounts to a jail sentence at. However, Origin that shit's some fun. You know what I mean? That's like something that's not like a. It's like stateless. It's like you know, yeah. you know, you, you know, you're playing. You're playing for the country. You know, you're not. You know, you're playing for like your fucking some big collective tribe. Yeah. You're not playing for this little shitty. And, yeah. and look to to elaborate on that. Aaron Woods is he's workmanlike when he somehow gets the fucking motivation to be, and you you need a, a good mix of those forwards. What and the thing is, well, people like people slaying off Aaron Woods as well, but the, till, still to this fucking day. When he comes off, the Tigers start losing their fucking way and goes. No, they, they he's still the he's still and like Tigers fans like oh he's leaving we fucking hate him now. Need to still recognise. Yeah, he's still you know, he's still the only fucking dude doing anything. And again, I'm I'm really hoping that my previous opinions with Woods and people like Gallon yep. was more due to Farrah than them. And by that I mean when it's tackle four. I don't think Woods is that guy though. That that Gallon, absolutely. I know what you're saying, 100. percent But if the offensive line's advancing, yeah, and there's a choice from dummy half to throw the ball to your half. Well, I mean, first, first Robbie would double pump it, or to throw it short to Woods. <laughs> double pump it just to ramp up the difficulty who's, first. <laughs> yeah, who's flat-footed? Yeah, and Farrah chooses to pass it, or to put it out the back to someone who's got a line spread yeah. out. Yeah, um, and you know, if he's getting us out of our own end and and yep. winning that territorial battle, happy Farrell Woods to be there if he performs. Yep. But um, and and before and before you know we we you know, we we start painting painting me as like a, as a Woods defender. Believe me, Paul Vaughan should be there in his stead. And yeah, I'm just I'm just saying that I'm trying to be hopeful and say like you know it's not the end of the world that Woods is there because he's done the job in the past sort of thing. But believe yeah, I mean yeah. Vaughan on form, fucking Vaughan, and you know it's pleasing that they didn't pick Shannon Boyd in there because I think that guy's a fucking potato. Yeah. I don't know where he got his elevated and, status and from, especially in 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 a position like prop, yeah, where it is probably easier to just go from doing what you're doing at your club to doing what you're doing yeah. for your state yeah you know you're not trying to get new combinations with halves or, yeah. or yeah. you know judging well if I'm on the wing if you can baseline how far in does this can't go if you can I, baseline take the pass yeah and just smash into the line and make as many as you can yeah that's yeah uh, you're right Paul Vaughan should definitely be there and the other thing I, I don't fucking get just boggles me is if we've said, okay, the Farrah era is over, mm-hmm. you'd say Maloney and Pierce are going to be there, unfortunately, in Pierce's case. But why why did we then go back to Morris outside? 
why do we not have two of the fucking form outside backs in the competition in Walker and Roberts? Yeah, look, uh, okay, so just just looking through the lineups, I'm happy. I'm happy enough for Tedesco to be there. I yes. mean, you know, he's one start, one win, and he's has he he hasn't been going amazingly for Tigers, but I feel he's in that same kind of you know. Yeah indentured service mode that we're just in at the moment now that the release yeah, now that the now the, the move yep. has come out um now I'm happy for him Ferguson and Dugan obviously get there because of because of because Australia but fucking I, I Roberts should should have been should have been there Roberts should have been there definitely and when you had a head to head encounter between fucking Dylan Walker and Jared Hayne mere days before and Walker fucking put two tries yeah. on him and, just, and schooled the motherfucker. Uh, things like that. I'm, look, I'm not unhappy with Hayne's selection in the team. He is he is that sort of big stage looking, player. Yeah, looking back on Hayne's contributions over the years and everything, I think if he can pull something like that out again, yeah. then he's undoubtedly an asset. But I still, I still feel even his good performances for the Titans have still been a bit like... Oh yeah, not ass, but you know, I, you know, I mean, not not through good design or planning, you know, that's sort of yeah. I, I still don't think he's quite there, quite back with it again. I mean, having said that, if he fucking wins the game for us, and you know, you'll you'll buy a Titans membership. No, fuck no, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just be on his on his nuts again. That's all. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I would be much happier if we pushed out if we pushed Hayne out to the wing maybe, yep. and and had him on the wing because he's done the job and yeah, he's probably a bit big, but uh, you know, he do he would do the job. Uh, and then have have uh, Walker and and Roberts in there. Yeah, Brett Morris. I don't. I don't have a massive problem with Brett Morris being there, just because he's always done the fucking. He's always done the job. And like some. And there Again, was, that's see that series we won. I mean, like it was almost entirely thanks to him and his fucking brother. Yeah. I mean, with some of the heroics that they performed. And again, exactly right. I, I got no actual problem, but it's just if we're moving in a new direction, mm. you know. State of origin, and this is what strikes me. I well, guess. who do you put in there instead of Brett Morris? Though? I guess that's the question. Well, if, if you're rejigging like that if entire we, back line, see, I'd get rid of Ferguson before Morris all day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But so that's two wingers you need what, to come up with just to, just to shift him. You know, what, what I think's changed in State of Origin is if you go back. When was the last time you, you went and watched one of the older State of Origin games? Who's playing? What sort of year are we talking about? It's a long, long time. Um. Oh look, I'd, I it's would, certainly a long time. I'd, I'd say from the last series when Andrew Johns schooled the entire world on the fucking grand hope solo sized gap yeah. between him and Darren Lockyer. That was good times. Um, but the, you know, a couple of years before that, they were very poor games of football. Like oh, the error oh, count was fucking yeah. massive. They were yeah. sloppy. They were disjointed. Yeah. And it was just purely a, a passion spectacle. Yeah. In those times, you could say, well, okay, we're just going to pick the best, you know, at this, 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 and this, and put them on the field yeah. and say, just fucking want it more than the other yeah. guys, and you'll win. Yeah. Queensland completely flipped that because they've had such a continuity of team. Yeah. They've had such a continuity of skill. Oh, they've had the best the best players yeah. in the key positions for this this current generation. Yeah, of players. Um, and 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 I I really think that new, this was New South Wales' opportunity to go in that new direction. Yep. And 
fucking Laurie's even in that position where if he did that and lost this series 3 zip he could say well we are fucking building the future of the Blues and people are still copping the thing is I think this year is the year where they feel like now like Queensland are going to come back a little bit and so this is a chance to win it and then sort of move forward and there are a number of uh, injuries obviously play their part yeah. as well um like, I wonder if, if uh, Tommy Turbo was fit. I think Tedesco would still get in there, but maybe you'd find Turbo would be thrown in on a wing or something he, like he that. He would 100% you know? be on the wing. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, Frizzell came out, you know, came out big, you know, huge last year. Yeah. And uh, and then we've got, you know, there's a lot of lot of young young dudes in there. Obviously, Jakey Turbo's, you know, getting thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of, I mean, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't complain with if uh, DeBellin had been in the 17, to be honest, the way he's gone this year. Yeah, 100%. Um Look, I'm happy with Cordner moving forward with Cordner as, as a captain. I think that's a good move. Uh, all in all, I feel like I, I feel like it's. Well, it's even hard to say. Like oh, I feel like yeah, this could this could be New South Wales a year again, because like every year, even though Queensland have got this fucking spine that's never changed in a decade yeah. or whatever, I still I still feel like yeah yeah New South Wales could you know, yeah they could they could get them, and they New South Wales have certainly turned the game into a turned Origin into a very fucking dour spectacle yeah. of low scoring but like if New South Wales win it, it's like 14-10 like. what I'm dreading what I'm dreading isn't and I've been watching Mitchell Pearce very closely this year yep. knowing that he would be fucking picked yep. at club level he, his kicking game is very very good mm-hmm. for some reason in State of Origin he will pick out a man on the full every fucking time and that's where we start to lose games what if Robbie Farrer just wasn't giving him the time or whatever to, you know what I mean? Love to be proven wrong. Yeah, so like I, I understand. I've I've seen all the statistics floating around through the week, and yes, based on all those statistics, I think that it's it's very arguable. Perhaps that maybe it's not even arguable that Mitchell Pearce is possibly the worst player to represent New South Wales ever worst performed player for New South Wales in history um, given the large number of games that he's played and that's what I mean because you know you've had some you've had some um, bad performances in origin games you know yeah. without a doubt but oh, across like 15 games again I, you know I'm I'm happy to go out there and say that fucking Paul Gallen yep shoulders the majority of of the losses for New South Wales he had this fucking one series where he was doing these 80 minute fucking prop performances yeah just so happens that you know was on fucking peptides at the time <laughs> but <laughs> after that many fucking losses yeah to, to not be stepping back yeah um I I really would love to see New South Wales get in if we're going to win this it's one on effort you know yeah it's it's people like Wade Graham it's people like Frizzle Yep. To get out I, there. I, and f- just... I feel like Laurie's not a not a, a, a great coach, but and they're not t- terrific on the selection table, although certainly you know, he's taken some I think positive moves this time around. Mm. But one thing, just from listening to the players, I think that he's really fucking good at get just getting them up for the game. Like, you know, that the whole New South Wales passion. I think yeah. which surprised me a bit, but I mean like some have seen uh, more than one player that that being the thing that they they brought up more than any other. Yeah. So um if that's you know, if what you're saying is true, then I guess good. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm 
you know, I'm not confident, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, pretty confident. New, New South Wales are going to have Wales to beat are. Queensland at this. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going to be a game that they're going to be able to just go out there and play and win. They're yeah. going to have to beat them. I just want to see, the, the, the one thing I want to see, I just want to see a fucking attack. Yes. Because New South Wales win these fucking arm wrestles. That's when they win. It's late and it's down to the wire at the end and they win by two or four or six or something like that. And it's yeah. like, it's like, 14 to 8 or, you know, 16 to 10 or 12 to, you know, it's, and like these games, for what's the centerpiece or, you know, the showpiece of, of the game. Yeah. Not fucking exciting. But, yeah, <laughs> not, and, dude, again, I'll tell you. you not rewatchable. The, the script for a normal Origin game in the, yeah. the past, we haven't fucking five, six, how many years, yeah. is it starts out, you have the opening exchanges and mm-hmm. both teams are about on equal footing. They yeah. belt the living shit out of each other. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Queensland are starting their sets on their 20, then their 30, yep. then their 40, and it's just kick pressure. Oh, and then what happens kick is usually, usually Inglis runs over a dude on the right and Boyd scores a try. Mm. <laughs> but but this it, year, it starts he's not that, there either. With that territorial yep. loss. Yep. And just incremental, incrementally getting pushed it. back. Yeah. Yep. So. The other thing, I just did. You hear? I mean, like we, we talk about Moses leaving, and obviously he's played his first game now with the with the, with the Eels. But did you? Just, I was listening to the radio. Like, must have been on the weekend. What have got Moses for Origin? And did you hear? No, fuck that. Did, but did you hear the the shit? Apparently, like you know, with Cleary and like why he got the release now rather than you know earlier. No, enlighten me. Cleary was saying that he felt that he was just he was watching at training, and he was like. He's putting in. If he's still putting in everything, mm-hmm. he's not getting released. When I feel like him being there is more detrimental than, than not, then I'll give him the release. And so then he felt the last two games that he played. Remember, he played this championship yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I could see he wasn't there. So, okay, time for the release. But apparently what happened was over the buy round. So before the, the last training session before that buy round. Yeah. The, um, the, the rep round. Cleary goes up to Moses and says... You got your release. Yep. This is your last training session. Yep. So they go away over the buy. They uh, have some time off over the the rep weekend. Yeah. He comes back and it's like, oh no, you're still here. And so that's when he's pretty much got the shits and been like, oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, no, and, that, that and, came out. Um, and and this is, this is like back on the you know, so yeah, over we've like, yeah, yeah. heard it now. But I just I made a note because I want to talk about it. But um, and I was like, man, so look. I feel that you know you're being paid a lot of money and you should you know perform your contractually obligated duties to the best of your ability for the duration of your contract. Blah blah blah. Yep. But also, if that's actually true though, if they like actually get, said, "Yep, yeah, you got it," and then they reneged like after a weekend <laughs> off, I'd be yeah. like, oh, "That's that's pretty cunty." And maybe that's a that was a, a strategy to get him to sh- give him a cause. You know what I mean? Like, but if they're already saying they're going to do it yeah. anyway, why not just do it? Like, look, it here's the seems, thing. It seems strange. A bit of a fucking reality check for young Moses mm-hmm. and he's you know obviously incompetent fucking agent right yeah if that agent if Moses didn't go to his agent and say hey Ivan came to me and said I can have the release and didn't get or yeah, get it in writing or something like that if that, that agent hasn't gone to the club and said Mitchell has told me that Ivan said that he has his release now and yep. that was his last training session can someone please confirm yep then it's not fucking confirmed till someone confirms it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is what gives me the shits. This stuff that goes on and all of a sudden it's this big scandal. Yeah. That in any other walk of life, 
well, show me the document. Exactly. Where I, yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> write it down, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Moses, you can accuse the kid of a lot of things, but false advertising is not one of them. <laughs> Because he just went out there and played for the Eels exactly like he played for the Tigers. I feel like in the first half he probably actually he was looking okay, but um yeah. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips, news, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and of course, us. So it's a great place, especially if you're an Android user and uh, you know you don't have the technology to get the, the podcast through iTunes like the cool kids, you can just go to League Live. We're fucking there every week. And uh, actually, we weren't, we weren't there last week, and, uh, and there was a bit of uh, a glitch, but um, it's all sorted from what, I can, from what I've been told. So uh, yes, Android people. Do it that way. Uh, you know, of course, you can get it from the App Store or Google Play. Search for Sportsmate. Download League Live if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, don't forget, follow their, their in-match Twitter account at Live, uh, and get amongst it. Give them some banner. Make them produce the fucking stats. Now, we're going to just... Uh, we're not going to race through these these uh, recaps, but we're just going to keep it shorter because it's fucking Thursday. I mean, like, you know, these games are nearly a week ago now. It's only fucking one game worth talking about all round anyway. Damn straight. Saturday footy. Uh, Mighty Mary Eagles fucking pumpalizing the fucking... What? Yeah, yeah half, one, one half. half to talk about. <laughs> and a half is Daily Cherry Evans the way he fucking schooled Alfred E. Newman. Anyway, the Sharkies 18 defeat the Cowboys 14 at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Oh, and actually this reminds me. So... I'm on the train on the way to Ravina Station and I'm like, when I get to the fucking ground, I'm going to check in and I'm going to create Hope Solo Coliseum as a check-in. And then I open up Facebook to do it when I'm walking from the train station across to the fucking stadium and I'm looking at like I'm you know, friends with Nortz on Facey yeah. and I see he's checked in at Hope Solo Coliseum. <laughs> so he's created I'm going, oh, fucking great. So it's already there. So, so he's created it. So um, Sharky's fans... <laughs> Or visiting fans yes. to the Sharkies, please create the create it as a event. Create Reclaim Demand Australia times. Stadium and um, Hope Solo Coliseum's oh, yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, no. So so you know if you're going to a Cowboys game, create thirteen hundred teeth. Yeah, wow. <laughs> create all. Uh, if you're going to the Storm, you know create you know, the Korean housewife. Like yeah, <laughs> create all these fucking places. You know the muddy puddle out there. If you're going out to watch a penny game out there at Pepper. Yeah. So I'm not sold on them. I know it's a. <laughs> You're a kids, motherfucker. There has never been an episode of Peppa Pig played in my house. The problem, the problem is with the the Peppa thing is you can't change fucking naming rights sponsors. It seems every like every fucking year. So, I was going to suggest we call it the nursery, but with the fucking sex pests out there that it... <laughs> we've already established that you're fucking grooming Matt Moylan. So, <laughs> so maybe not for your yeah, you know, just for your plausible deniability <laughs> when the when the knock comes. I don't have to. He's grooming as impeccable as it is. Always look sharp. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're out of the grounds, fuck, get amongst it and let us know if you do it. Um, the uh, Sharkies 18 came from tries to Maloney Townsend Fecky, uh three of three conversions to Maloney. The Cowboys 14 tries to Winterstein, or if you're the Gold Coast ground announcer Winterstein. Ben Hampton and Kyle Felt. We'll talk to this cunt in a minute. Fucking jeez, I've never heard anything so bad in my life. Uh, Kyle Felt with a conversion and Ethan. Oh, Ethan Lowe missed everything. Fucker, what do you think? Yeah, again, the the sharks are are in this 
wonderful position of, of being able to put in play like dog shit. What would usually <laughs> say what, what would usually be subpar performances, but, um, and and do it and. And it's just a beautiful example at the moment of when rugby league is played right, it's mm-hmm. the simple things. It's the little things done well yep. that win you matches. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Sharks are happy to go out there and back themselves. They're, they're obviously not going to be too impressed with the amount of errors they're putting through and, and the amount of drop balls. But they understand that if... Okay, if we have a, a fucked up 20-minute patch, yeah. we're, we're going to back ourselves enough to keep points out, and then we're just going to slowly but surely, gradually work our way back into this game. And I think that's good game management, and that's good coaching. So. And it's like, I don't even feel like the Sharks work their way back into games. All they do is just cut the shit. Mm. Like, this game, the Cowboys did, did look, you know, as good as last week in the first half mm-hmm. of this game, or, you know, for most of the first half. But they were aided and abetted by the... Yeah. The Sharks be like fucking penalty magnet fucking Maloney and and just the errors and ill discipline mm. from that side was absolutely atrocious. But when they minim they didn't cut it out at all. They still they still did it the whole game, but yeah. they did minimize it more. And uh, they gradually minimized it over the course of the game and that was when the you know the turning point and, of the game. And you, you can generally feel when a team's out of a contest. Yeah. And at no stage did it look like Cronulla were going to be out of this game. I did have my doubts when it got to you know it was nah. fourteen. I thought, "Fucking here we go!" But um, they you know they they stuck in there. But uh, look, you know the Cowboys they they can play without Thurston, but they can't do it consistently. Yeah, that was what this did prove. Yeah. And against a team that when they did try and put their what you know approximated their best foot forward, mm. they, they couldn't they couldn't do it with that. And the other thing is, when it comes down to it, kicking was a difference. Yeah. You know, yep. conversions and penalties. So the Cowboys had the chances. Yeah, if they could have kicked, they could have won. Mm. Yep. Uh, Brandon Vaudry and a classic Cronulla have come from behind after Shane Flanagan promises not to shout nose beers if they don't win. <laughs> Hashtag up up the nose. Oof. What he's implying there. Uh, at uh, oh mate underscore underscore blah blah seventy eight underscore 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 fucking underscore. How shit must the Sharks be if they can only beat a JT-less Cowboys by four at home? Hashtag Sharks in decline. Ouch. Yeah. GT351 underscore Johns. Lines of coke laid out on bags of dicks. That's what those drug tards at Drug Nulla deserve. Grubby junkie disgraces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favourite tweet of the week. Uh, Beerboy182. Cowboys can strap themselves down onto their symbionts, symbi- start riding, pick up their billy can and swag of dicks and start eating. <laughs> The Dragons, 30 to feed the Warriors, 14 at the pub game at, um, in Waikato. A crowd of just over 11,000. The uh, Dragons, 30, came from trying to double the Fi-Fi Law. Uh, Lafayette, Thompson, uh, McDonald and Milne also with tries. Conversions. <laughs> well, Tim, Tim Lafayette kept the, the Warriors in it <laughs> with two of six <laughs> conversions and a penalty. Uh, could be a lot uglier. Uh, the Warriors, 14, came from tries to Matt Lino and uh, a double to Nickel Clockstat. And uh, Johnson won a three conversions. How do you pronounce his first name? I said, Chans, Chans. You don't really pick it up. They pick it up in the call a lot because it's just you know they they got he's got a fucking he's got a two dads <laughs> name so it takes there's enough syllables there just to fucking get that out. Fucking um, nickel clacker. <laughs> he's got a great name though. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the. the 
the Warriors need a, a complete and utter fucking culture shift. They need to be cut from the competition. The culture shift thing is not new. Yeah, but it's becoming more and more apparent each week. Like you, you look at the the try that McCrone set up the the first time. That was just a very fucking simple change of direction. Yeah. And the Warriors' defensive line at the moment are, are that fucking lazy that one you see once play's gone a certain distance to the other side of the field. Yep. They're gone. Yeah. They're, they're fucking <laughs> out. Half of the team are disengaged. Yeah. Um, and. And, and it was a try that never should have been scored. Yep. If that defensive line was set and ready for for play to come back. Um, however, the the Dragons, to their credit, they're, they're missing their main offensive weapon and their game controller. But McCrone isn't, I feel, trying to overcompensate. Yeah. He's he's not out there trying to do everything and be with it. He knows he's Josh McCrone. He does. He, he, knows, he knows who he is. Yeah. Um... But what's helping him out there is that the rest of the team are coming with him. They're like, well, fucking, we know you're not with up too. Yeah. So we're all going to do a little bit extra to to try and get over. Um, that they were definitely helped by the fact that the, the Warriors' middle was fucking weaker than the New Zealand dollar. It was just <laughs> absolutely fucking woeful. And and the Dragons' pack is a form pack of the competition. Yep. Um, and this is the thing they can afford a, sh- a mediocre half mm-hmm. to at least get some semblance of work going yep. you know yeah it's not their first choice but yeah. if the forwards keep doing their things they're still creating a little bit of breathing space in which yeah. this mediocre guy can, can achieve more than he ordinarily but would just with this Warriors team like the Dragons had 20 offloads yep they had fucking 20 offloads and that's because the Warriors don't get numbers in tackles they don't wrap the ball up effectively. Yep. And when you're throwing 20 offloads, nine nine line breaks aren't too far out of the question. So. Yep. Yep. Well done by the Dragons. Mario Siegs. Okay, including a New Zealand team in the National Rugby League was a cute idea. It's gone on long enough. Fold them already. Voodoo Rock. Like his kids, the Warriors haven't seen Kieran Foran tonight either. <laughs> uh, MJ, there's a theme here. MJ Eagle 23. Uh, the four and one year projects really helped the Warriors. To be fair, last year they would have lost this game by forty plus. They would have come close to losing it by forty plus if fucking Lafayette could kick, man. Uh, Buddha Flower. That's B U W E H A F L O W A. He's just gone hashtags all around here. Hashtag Warriors in decline. Hashtag flatlining. Hashtag more fun at Sunday school. Oof. Broncos thirty six defeated the Tigers nil. Crowd of just over twenty thousand. Broncos tries to uh, Munga, Kahu, Glenn, Sims, Nikarima, and Milford. Six of six conversions from the boot of Jordan Kahu. The Tigers, fucking nothing. I feel so fucking sorry for the senior Wateni Zelezniak. Like, he didn't have to sign. He could have just kept serving his apprenticeship. <laughs> But, you know, okay, Ivan's there, and... Oh, E.T.'s there, and... Oh, Kevin Nagama's there, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know a lot of these. Yeah, they were good, and we used to win games. Oh, fuck, I'm at the Tigers. (laughs) Um, Look, I I know I put a lot of shit on the the Broncos fans, but I, I didn't feel Brisbane were spectacular in this game, but they just went through... 
to what they had to do very, very well. Yeah. And the Tigers are just all over the shop. If if you look at the stats on this one, who are they blaming now? I mean, they've they they got rid of their, their little cancer and their yeah. their fucking turnstile. That's Let it. me tell you, he wasn't missing the tackles out there. They seemed to miss less with him him there. Wests Wests completed at sixty six percent. Yeah, Brisbane completed at sixty nine percent. Yeah, which, so is you not, got, which is not great for me the team, but it's certainly but it's not, not atypical. But again, you you got two teams here. The possession stats were almost equal: fifty three to Brisbane, forty seven to Wests. Brisbane had 27 sets. Mm-hmm. Wests had 23 sets that they completed. Yep. Out of their 27 sets, Brisbane found 36 points. Yeah. That's that's the fucking key here. And I know you know you could deep deep dive into well okay well the the West Tigers turned over the ball on their own 20 more often than uh, yeah the Broncos had X amount of tackles but the, yeah you know you still have to it it could have been 12 nil yeah and that's still a telling sign. And that's, and, um, and that's, and that's taking, those statistics are taking into account the fact that Brisbane took their, definitely fucking took their foot off the pedal. Yeah. 100%. At half time. They put the cue in the rack. Yes. So, I mean, the game was one, you know, well and truly done. What was it half time? Like 24 shit or something? Like, it was, fuck, you, you said rack. I thought I heard Anthony Milford outside. <laughs> <laughs> He's in camp. They got him a lock. <laughs> but yeah, um, do, you know, do you know if Real Dad came down the mountain for it? I mean, I remember I texted him Earlier in the week, and said he's coming down. He said that was a plan, but I forgot to follow up. So. I rang his office and asked for him, and said it was it was Mitchell Moses. He was out having lunch. No, no, no he answered the phone. <laughs> yes. Um, I, d- I don't think so because he wouldn't want to come down the mountain for that. <laughs> Fuck. Well, he, he would not be coming down the mountain. No, I mean, yeah, when you got when you got to drive drive that road back up the mountain, I mean. It's did you accidentally on purpose put yourself off a fucking edge of the gonna, <laughs> or through a tree or something? When there are that many opportunities just to fucking yank it to the left and goodbye. Oh, just, just fucking just put your hands behind your head and let fucking <laughs> let gravity take its course. But yeah, um, just <laughs> off off the pops off the bridge. The last decline. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Even in death, I'm declining. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, you know, t- the devil pops up. Just Robbie. <laughs> One more decline. <laughs> oh, the snitzels are burning down here. <laughs> so, the uh, Yannis underscore Mateus. Double pump forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think I saw a real dad with an erection and a tear in his eye at the Tigers prison game. Uh, Wally Frogmore, all I've heard the past few weeks is West Tigers and fidget spinners. I don't know what purpose either serve. So it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, that's partially why we we're recording late this week because you know we had to, you know, set up our fidget spinner, empire, <laughs> our fidget spinner empire. Uh, Frogmore, yeah. fucking uneducated piece of shit. Get woke. Fidget spinners are for special needs children to help them concentrate. That's the line. By having sensory focus in a tactile sense. Yeah. The only thing is, when you see every single kid with one, you go, damn, son. They're now a trend. I mean, it must be all these vaccines. They've made every- <laughs> That's why they're so big at the moment, because the vaccines is making everybody autistic. Well, no, it's <laughs> fucking proof, because, yeah. you know, you spin it, and they don't go round, you know? Yeah, it's flat. Damn. They're not a ball. It's true, man. Mm. You fucked me up now. <laughs> 
Ian underscore Johnson 68. Warren Ryan once said, there's no more juice left in the orange. Lucky Ivan's growing a new tree. Hashtag is in decline. Oh, he's another one. Take it back. Ma underscore Aaron. Actually, that tweet's in the wrong fucking game, so sorry, sorry, mate. You don't get a run this week for that game. Saturday, the early game, 5.30. Fucking kid-friendly time slot. Thank fuck the mighty Manly Seagulls, 30. Pumped. The Gold Coast Titans 10, just a week after they beat the one of the last year's grand finals. Mm. The uh, Mighty Seagulls 38 uh, tries to the Uate Parte, uh, a couple to Dylan Walker. Uh, Appy got one, Jakey Turbo got one, and Matty Wright, five of five conversions. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> the Titans 10, the <coughs> Alfred e. Newman and Don with a try with mm. his customary fucking bullshit uh, finish. And uh, Taylor, one of two conversions. They had a great time down, uh, down this game. Uh, Got to catch up with a couple of people. Nort's tried to slip out at the end, but I saw him. <laughs> oh, Hammers was you there. sure he was trying to slip out? Or he's... he wasn't just trying to get to you from the furthest possible point in the most awkward way in front of as many people as possible? It was, it was funny because I, I, I was chatting to Hammers and, and, uh, and I said, where's Nort's? And he's going, yeah, he fucking, he, he made a getaway. He's gone. But then he slinked straight past us. Oh, he's gone. Oh, yeah. But uh, that was great. Caught up with him. Uh, a couple of buddies down there as well that uh, uh, don't see all the time, like uh, Kurt and a couple of other dudes. So that was, that was good. Um, once again, it was. I fucking hate the way the Titans have closed off that southern, the southern end of the field. Yeah. used to, it used to be like the away supporters bay used to be in there, and so the away supporters would basically fill there, and it would become the most full area in the entire stadium. Now they've done like the Lang Park model, where they're like you're in that sort of corner. Yeah. Which is the official away supporters yeah. bay, but then they do spread. They do spread out and take over like the first yeah. next rectangular bay down on the on the side there, and it was just. I still haven't rewatched the game on TV yet, but it was fucking deafening in there at times. The manly stuff and the Titans fans, you couldn't really when the, the all the action was down the other end of the field, you couldn't really tell if it was a good thing or. Like if it was a man yeah. mistake or a Titans did a good thing, you couldn't really tell because you're watching it on TV right in front of you. But the crowd reaction wasn't, yeah, you know, it wasn't, you know, yep. enthusiastic at all. Um, of course, you know, Titans fans who were down there, maybe maybe it played out better when you were there. But um, yeah, it wasn't great. It was great. It felt like a manly home game as always. Um, I, I I wasn't nervous about this game, but I thought it'd be more of a game. I thought there's, mm. I thought there's a chance that Titans could win because I mean they've got they're, they're full of those bullshit tries that just happen from yep. you know 80 minute effort and desire, and they the way they beat Storm just the week before, and they had none of that shit. They scored one bullshit try where Don just put it down inside the dead ball line. One of those those tries, yep. and the other one was one we just fucking gave to Alfred. Um, which is bullshit. I think we have fucking Blake Green. I think he threw it and it bounced off fucking Ciro's head or something, and or someone's fucking head. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, just comical. And when that try was scored, I was like, oh fucking, here we go, because that was like literally the set after we scored the first try of the game. Yeah. So I was like, fucking, it's gonna be, it's this game, is it? Uh, but they they really fucking buckled down, and I mean, there was a moment there where um where Frank Winnerstein uh got caught the way that good players are starting to catch people. I remember we caught someone in a doggies game as well yep. with the same thing and uh, got him off for 10. And when that 10, I was just like, hey, this is the making of the game right here. I mean, the Titans could fucking run three tries in 10 minutes here. Which, yeah. Or, but they, but, and they came close. There was one time when they, where it looked like they had a three on zero overlap and the fullback, so Wright's working his way across and they had literally had three guys. And it's like, the guy in the middle had a guy on either side of him down the right-hand um, wing 
and literally passed to any of them as a try. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, I can football. I fucking beat football back myself. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the most bomb tries I've ever seen in my life. And uh, that was pretty much all the resistance that the fucking Titans offered. I mean, Manly did a great job of um, winding the clock down as best they could for that Simbin period and uh, and came out the other side. And uh, even though we were light in reserves for the second half with a couple of guys going down, uh, worked out great. Fucking Uate, though. I mean, well, well, I guess Cherry Evans. I mean, putting Uate away. I mean, that fucking pass at the first try. That was a good pass to put him into space. It was like what, probably forty meters out or something like mm. that. And then Uate did his thing down the wing. But then he had three Titans. They had both yeah. wingers and the fullback in front of him to beat. And he weaved his way infield a little bit and just put on a little bit of footwork. And none of them fucking even laid a finger on him. And uh, man, dude, he's still got some tricks. So uh, good on you, and obviously fantastic to see uh, Dylan Walker get a couple of tries, and especially one when he was on one leg and he threw Jared Hayne at the end of the game. And he's like, I, I think it was a cork because he didn't, they didn't take him off. Has he been cleared from that game? It's not another Greg English scenario where it's you that's know cork. Uh, they say Cause, uh, okay. that's the, that's the thing because like I'm saying, why they? I mean, if it's an actual injury, injury, then why the fuck is he on? Like you know, why is he still on the field? Mm. But um. I think it was just a cork, so he's yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, fantastic. But, um, just great, great performance, uh, great team performance. Uh, the Titans offered little resistance. The whole narrative through the week, you know, thank you, Gordon Tallis, for doing your usual dumb fucking ignorant shit. You know, still bitter over bitter over the backflip with uh, Cherry Evans and the Titans. So he always, <laughs> always before a Titans game, he's always like, oh, Cherry Evans is fucking shit and blah, blah, blah. And then Cherry Evans comes out with, you know, three try assists and fucking mm. one of the best on the field. Um, fantastic, fantastic passing um, to, to get Uate away for the first try. And also there was another one. Uate was very lucky, or very unlucky, not to get a double where he had another pass. It was a pretty good pass yeah. delivered to him, and he just as he was falling over the line, which would be another try. But uh, it's great to see they went on with it. Um, they didn't let any consolation tries in or anything like that. I mean, the Titans really had to scrape and you know, earn that one try they legitimately scored. Uh, and uh, yeah, overall, just good performance. Very happy. Lovely. And a good night down there. Um, you know, in the beautiful Hope Solo Coliseum. Mm. Mario Siegs, uh, people supporting the Titans must really have the shits with that performance. Sorry, I mean the Thruns. I was getting, I was giving the Thrun throughs a bit of a run as well. It's one of my favourite things, actually. Fucking the Hogs breath. They got, you know, they got like the guys dressed up like Cylons, like the Titans or whatever they fucking yeah. are. And they, they got like a Hogs breath walking around like an Aquis fucking Titans jersey. <laughs> and Killer, we're about, we're, in, we're enough rows back, you know, we're, you know, sort of midway, mid height of the thing, so you couldn't hear. But he's yelling out, he's going, oh. Because he loves hog- hoggies, he's fucking, he loves hoggies. And, and he's like, oh, that, that hog's breath, that hog's breath is, um, he's wearing a Titans jersey, he should be wearing a Manly jersey. And then he yells out, he's going, hey, pig, you should, he goes, hey, pig, you should be going for Manly, show some respect. <laughs> oh, that's fucking tremendous. I, 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 don't know, I don't know where he gets that from. I hope you've told him <laughs> that if he does that again, don't resist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh fuck! I don't know where he gets that from, but um, you we, know. Need, we need to have a good solid chat about where you're taking your kids out to eat. <laughs> Look, kids just yeah, they just like eating, you know, that that sort of stuff. Yeah, my kid liked eating dirt. It didn't mean I no, encouraged him to do it. I don't encourage it. He likes it. I mean, if he's like, you know, if he gets like a good report card, say, so, yeah, where you want to go? So he's paying for it himself. Well, no. There no. you go. But if it's a treat for the kid, and yeah, he goes, they go where they want to go. Does he know that there's a Santa Claus? Of course. Okay, so you're happy to lie. Tell him it's fucking closed. <laughs> like, 
Look, I just don't. Don't make me fucking stop. I just, feel you here. I just, I, I just don't want to have to fight about it. Like I, can, I can go and eat all the shit I want to eat in my own time. It's all good. <laughs> Is it my favourite place to eat? Fucking Fuck hog's no, breath fuck is no, it's AIDS. Not. I wouldn't say it's, it's AIDS, but it's certainly not my favourite place to eat. It is, it's you. AIDS. Like as far, you know, it's not like getting hit by a truck or being you know, burned alive. That's horrific and painful and you know, hog's breath is fucking AIDS. Yeah, what are you implying? Like it, it fucking, it kills, it kills you after you've had like some pleasurable fucking moments. <laughs> that, no. that doesn't sound right. That's your narrative. Look, maybe the curly fries. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you put an unprotected curly fry in your mouth. And... But, sorry. Eels and Raiders. Uh, fucking, where are we? Uh, I've got to go to some tweets. We've got the tweets, man. Oh, fuck. The tweets. MJ Eagle 23 Gordon Tallis. Ash Taylor's in front of DCE tonight. Manly 30-10. DCE, three try assists. Uh, Loz Australia. Last week. Yeah, Ash, Ash Taylor will play for Queensland before DCE does. That's because he's, DCE's ticket's been punched, and, and that's fine. I'm totally cool with that. I don't want any of my players to play Origin. Hmm. I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm proud and I'm happy for Jake because, you know, it seems like those, those brothers, they're like fucking pumped. Like, yeah, we want to play for New South Wales. And so as a New South Wales fan, you know, I like that. But as a Manly fan, I'm like, no, fucking just, just play for Manly. Let's not... We is Ash Taylor even from Queensland? I imagine he is, isn't he? I don't know. You'd have I'm to do that. Well, you all the talk about it. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? Okay. Um, last week, Travoyevich. This week, Miles. When will Manly get out of a game without terrible injury news for New South Wales? <laughs> <laughs> I see <laughs> what sleep you did that there. One. Yeah, it's good. Occupy Duckburg. We just don't know how to play with 17. Neil Henry's going to have to have a baseball bat handy for the rest of the season. <laughs> This ground announcer at the fucking Titans game was absolutely fucking atrocious. Manly have got they've got some players from you know various different cultures or whatever with you know a couple of got some funky names with your Trevojeviches and so on. Yeah. But nothing crazy. Like yeah. not, nothing like super good. Yeah. It's not like you're trying to read out the Warriors lineup or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or like a PNG team or something. This fucking idiot pretty much got all 17 players names wrong <laughs> for uh, the ones that the one I can't remember what he said for for Jake Travoyevich but it was like oh fuck it was kind of like he, even, he was just yeah. like oh fuck this and aborted halfway through saying it but he goes he gets the uh, he gets the Jakey T he, he gets the he gets the Uate and he's like and he goes he's a killer oot <laughs> A killer oot, and um, fuck, oh, he got Nate Miles right. Okay, so that's one. Um, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, Frank Winterstein, and yeah, we sit there, everyone like, everyone goes, who's who's going to be next in the lineup? And like, yeah, obviously, Appy was a fucking Mission Impossible for him to even try that. One. Jesus fuck! <laughs> but Gold Coast Titans uh, ground announcer, if you listen to this, fucking, I don't want to say kill yourself because that's mean, but maybe look for an alternate line of employment but those ground announcers are usually like guys that are like doubling up like they're like on the local radio or something or yeah. they're so I don't yeah I mean if if you were employed through your through the you know your voice or you know whatever you, mate you're doing a terrible job yeah and you should be fired well do your fucking research I mean you could even I mean this is the thing you could watch fucking Ray Warren's commentary and even though it'd be wrong and and you know, in many cases, it would still be six thousand percent better than than what he put forward. They're on the wrong people, but he's pronouncing them correctly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, where are we? Eels. Oh, sorry, Canberra Raiders twenty-two defeat the Eels sixteen. Just over ten thousand there at uh, the uh, new Pillow Fortress. 
the Raiders 22 came from tries to Kotrick, BJ Leilua, Blake Austin and Rapana. Croker, three or four conversions. The Eel 16 came from tries to Mao Jennings, Vave, uh, two or three conversions to Gutho. Mm. I, I think Hodgson had a, a much better game than he'd, he'd been having. He seemed a little bit more controlled. Yeah. And Canberra are by no means at their peak, and their peak was at the end of last season. You know, yep. and, and you wouldn't yep. be too disappointed if your team's not at end of season form. Uh, but I think Austin and season need to take much more control of that team. Yeah. They got a very big pack of forwards, and they're doing their job for the vast part. It seems that they're getting into that funk of just they'll oh, get get it out to the right edge and yeah, and that's uh, not working. And that's BJ BJ and we'll talk about name pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that it is apparently Rapina? Yeah, but, but that's from his mother. Yeah, and I know we've had the I can tell you Utah discussion. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like one of one of them's one way and the other two are the other, the other yeah. three of them the other so, way. Yeah, so. Um, it's a modern day Romeo and Juliet, really, except all within one incestuous family. Yeah. But um, the, you know, Hodgson's doing well to to keep them in the right direction. But I, I think for Canberra to really start firing on all cylinders, Austin and Caesar need to start running the ball a bit more than they are and, and taking more control. Well, the, yeah, the Raiders certainly are. The they certainly are there, but I mean, they had to dig in for. They had to dig in for this one. I mean, like the Eels, there was a time there, yeah, where it, dude, this was a fucking great contest. In, you know, for mm. the moment there in the second half, where the Eels like looked like they were they were there, and uh, the Raiders had to dig deep to pull out the win. So uh, the Eels, I thought, you know, they were, yeah, I think Moses was okay. I mean, he's he's a very he's obviously going to be maligned for, forever for the, for his actions recently. But yeah, but I feel like he he played better in the first half of this game than he has for the Tigers in many weeks. For the first game with a new team, yeah, you know he he didn't fuck everything. Up. Just didn't disgrace himself as no, he did in the past fortnight at the Tigers. Not at all. But um. Yeah. Put it this I mean, way: the Raiders aren't back, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure to, they'll be happy to, to get the you to know, quote. Take win. To quote our, our good friends at Rugby League Live, yes, he didn't miss all forty-five tackles himself. Stamp straight. Mm. Green Machine Pod clear, uh, clearly implied that Moses had played bad on purpose last week. Turns out he just doesn't football good. <laughs> Voodoo Rock. I think Tim Mann has been giving ten percent of his talent each year to Hillsong, so he's living on dregs at this point. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's you're a Parramatta fan, so maybe you think maybe you're seeing something that Matt has just declined recently. For me, I, I never thought he was a very good player at all. He seemed like a lovely guy, but never did I think he was even good. Like, he, well, no, good, just like as in like serviceable football player. You, you know, the greatest thing that ever happened to Tim Manor was Nathan Hindmarsh retiring. Yeah, he they needed Hindmarsh 2.0. Yep, and he was there at the time in a similar position, mm-hmm. likable guy. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. So. But is is he the last one? Last one left of the the Jesus Juice crew? I want to say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, I believe so. So he's sitting in fucking glory jeans, supporting his cult all by himself. Yep. Ouch. Hating on the gay community. Yeah. Fucking terrible group of people. Yeah. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. Solid first half from Moses, then the Eels went into decline. Coincidence? <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, who knew who, who knew we'd been saying Rapana wrong? Yeah, there you go. 
So, uh, well, you know, Rappina. There are names. There are there are names when you uh, when you get corrected and you just don't give a fuck. Hmm. <laughs> like Matai was another one. I remember all the talk around the 2008 grand final. And the, I can't even remember what the fucking real way is supposed to be, but it's, it's never. It's not happening. Uh, the uh, Penny Panthers, here we go. 30, defeat the Knights, 20 up there at McDonald Jones. Tries, a double to young Matt Moylan. Latu, Tamau, DWZ, and uh, 5 for 5 conversions from Cleary. And the uh, Knights, 20 came from tries to Lamb, Saifidi, and Matty Utai, because it was Peter. And uh, Brock Lamb, 3 3 conversions and a penalty goal. Again, the focus I I think is on the wrong shit out of this game. You know, the the focus is on it's a miracle comeback, and then people focus on the the thing is people focus on the last shit. The like the top of mind stuff is the yeah. last shit that happened. No, no, no it is, but you know, if if they continue to ignore the glaring fucking defensive horrors that exist within that team at the moment, then then the season may, may just as well end and fucking get off to to Bali now. Yeah. You know, um, it it really was again that effort sort of thing and and no actual structural plan in defence. You know, it's yeah. and it look it's easy to see when you're watching games live. But I'll tell you one thing, Walker and Uate, even though they are brand fucking spanking you together this year, on their side, there is a plan for them yep. in defence. Yep. As in you can see it, each and every tackle, that they move in and out at certain times. Yep. You know, not until contact's made does Uate come in. Yep. It, you know, there's a plan there, and and Penrith really don't have anything in terms of structure at the yeah. moment. Um, the other thing, I've, I've seen people all over fucking Merrin's nuts all week. Yeah, but why though? Now, Trent Merrin clocked up 210 metres. This is a, yeah, a good game. The, he I did. This was a good game from him. But again, I've been going on about this all fucking year. There are very different all, all meters are not created equal yeah you know he can hit a line and turn around and fucking back it up back it, back up, it yeah. in all the way up the fucking field yep you know, for 210 meters yep however what that means is that by the time he's done fucking crab walking the defensive line's set yep and he's got to turn around stand up play the ball and that is very different to a player that punches through a defensive line, yep, and then gets to his knees, skittles a couple, and he's up on his feet. Well, and... automatically, yeah. If you go through the tackle and you get up again, automatically the two people that tackled you are offside. Yep. And then all of a sudden, someone else has to come in and get to marker. Yep. You've removed three players from a defensive line. Yep. Like it's not fucking rocket science. Yep. Um, the, the highlight of the game though was was young Matt Moylan. You know, he he just he won't be denied. He knows that time is on his side. <laughs> He's got the passion and the pride. He won't be denied. <sighs> Someone picks that, I'll be impressed. You done? But um, you know, fucking hell, Penrith. I I honestly preferred the hemorrhoid-inducing two-point 
soured victories. Yeah. Well, look, you know, these these great comeback victories are, you know, they're great and they give you a little rush of, you know, blood to your, blood to your dick at the time, but you've done it you've done it to the to the two of the bottom three teams in the comp yeah exactly and uh and your only wins this season across yeah. the bottom three teams in the yeah, comp as well so just fucking ain't gonna play against someone even mid-table oh and again you know just, um fucking moving backs from from left to right like yeah. it's just it's fucking frustrating when it is so obvious that so much of professional sport depends on that instant reaction stuff yep and if your instant reaction is to go one way it uh. <laughs> yeah so. Mr. Palmer teacher <laughs> I saw the Panthers pan scoffing to Maccas at the twin servos not that they did much to earn it we gave it to them it's, it's unusually salty you know for me yeah that's usually he's pretty uh pretty calm I was gonna say fucking Jamie Oliver gets wind of that he'll be in shit if you're serving that much salt to your school kids but it's true. Kind of growing bodies like young Matt Moylan yeah. on the Mickey D's. Sydney Roosters 24 defeated the Doggies 18 and front of a crowd of just over 15,000. Uh, the Roosters tries to Tupo, Friend, Mitchell and Pierce. Three or four conversions to Flash and a penalty goal. The Doggies 18 came from tries to Josh Morris, Kerrit Holland and Matt Frawley. Holland three of three conversions. Been any official word on Flash next year? No, I don't believe so. It'll be a very sad thing, I think, if he just sort of fades into unwantedness. Yeah, not sure what he's so, going to do. That's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it. Um, but I think the Roosters can be can be pretty happy with this one. It it looked as if they had this one done and dusted, but then Canterbury they came right back. Yeah, um, and it was a nice test. You know, I've. I'm, I said all year I'm yet to be 100% convinced by the Roosters I'm still not 100% convinced the, the way that they, they but, I mean what, what was it there was like 2018 yep. nil or something like that so they and they did squander a lot to you know when the dogs started to come back yep uh, but when the dogs started coming back though this actually turned into like a good contest like yes. it was a good game yeah. entertaining both the teams were actually competing well and playing pretty well at that point mm. um and yeah, and, and you know, we got like a you know not magical ending, but you know you got an exciting end there yeah. when the Roosters finally put the you know put the nail in the coffin. Or we yep. thought they had, and then uh, then Flash misses that fucking easy yeah. kick from in front or you know, from near in front, and uh, then it was game on for the final frantic minute. But uh, no, it was, it was just it was just a good game, and um, yeah, bad on the Roosters letting the doggies back in, but bad on the doggies letting them get away by so much. Um, and and is this maybe maybe some. Some direction saying that that Mitchell Pierce's head's better, that that he could really sort of stick in this game, and and get through when when they were coming back at them. I hope so. Mm. I hope so. Mm. Um, we need to, I'll tell you what. Yeah. You know what the dogs needed. So, Aaron Woods. Yeah. Yeah. He would have gone home. Mate. Put him in his team and they fucking win this game. There you go. Mm. You get it here first. Headbands. GT351 underscore Johns. We were poor and outplayed, but fuck me, Sutton's the dumbest cunt that ever did ref. Stupid Gronk. They're hanging on to that end thing, aren't they? Oof. Underscore JDHD. Uh, seeing Dogs fans claiming the NRL is conspiring against them while Todd Greenberg is a CEO is fucking orgasmic. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> irony boner. Uh, finally, the Storm 14 feed the Rabbitoh 6 over there in Perth. Or should I say, the future home of... 
<laughs> the Penrith Panthers, <laughs> the Warriors, or whoever it is this week, the West Tigers. Uh, the Storms, 14 came from tries to Chambers, Adokar, Gooney, uh, one of three conversions to Cameron Smith. The Rabbitohs, six came from try to Sutton, conversion to Reynolds. Mm. I got a distinct impression that Craig Bellamy wasn't happy going to Perth. Well, he's not happy at the best of fucking times. <laughs> Doesn't take much to set old Craig off, I don't yeah, think. True. <laughs> um, and you've got to remember, this is on the back of that capitulation to, to the Titans to the up Titans. in Park. So. But that was, you know, he was sort of suggesting along the lines of, well, you know, fuck, we went to to Brisbane. Yeah. Next week, we're going to fucking Perth. Yeah. It's, you know, really? What do you want? <laughs> um, yeah, there's, you know, it, it's not the same as what's happening at Cronulla. But Melbourne are putting in some very un-Melbourne-like performances. The thing is with 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 Melbourne, when they have these performances, they're not a complete and total abandonment of everything they stand for. <laughs> like they might they might have like the attacking side of things not working for them. Yep. However, they'll still you know be able to control field position somewhat and defend you know stoutly and not let anything yes. happen to them even if the other side of things isn't really working. Mm. Uh, so, they do have that in their favour, whereas, the, whereas the, the Sharkies just go through these periods of just utter... In just saying that, it, it was a fairly fast-paced game. Like, if you look at the total number of sets in this game compared to, to some of the other ones we saw, yep. massive amount of sets. But Melbourne completed under 80%. And it's very rare to see them have two poor performances what with the loss to the Titans and poor by their standards um, and then to, to come out there and only controlling 46% of possession to complete at 75% um, I think there'll be some extra extra asphalting yeah. this week at Shane Aronovas uh, if there's a team desperate for a little X Factor it's Souths disappointed tonight yeah Cassidy Aiden Storm looking good at the pub with no volume because of AFL I can't hear the commentary life is good don't fucking turn that shit down you'll never go back to it yeah yep I love the the, the best thing about not listening to the commentary or supplying you know your own commentary like using the radio or something mm. like that you know that's not mm. you know the, the main guys is this it can completely it can completely change your perception of a of a, a game I find it not as much in not as much in footy, but like watching something like UFC. If you take fucking you know Rogan and that screaming out of the equation, totally changes the way that you you see the fight because you, it's it's it's, um, it's unbelievable the amount of suggestion he puts into your brain about what's happening in the fight just because what he's excited about. Yeah, <laughs> you know? especially in a yeah. sport that's so yeah. subjective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like you know figure skating where you you know judging on whatever they fucking give them points for. Yeah. Yeah, pretty dresses. Once again, welcoming back Matt Sinclair for hashtag Ask Nat. A uh, bit of good news for you. You find me. We do we speak about last week on the show, or, you, or maybe maybe it was just off air. We're talking about it, but um. You're officially official now. Yeah, I'm officially an official of, uh, lawyer. Yeah. So That's congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very so you're flooded massively, massively on Twitter as well. Um, yeah. Tons of love out there, so good. Yeah, very nice. Thank you, everybody. I'm very excited. 
And so that's and yeah, and so that's obviously now you're locked in. I mean, you already had the job, so you can continue on your merry way. Yeah, I, got, I imagine there's a bit got of my a... new contract. Got my new contract yesterday. Nice. My new so yeah, it's very exciting to have it so soon. So I'm very happy with that. Um, we'll get things happening. It's just basically, and and if it wasn't secured already by the team's performance, it's like you're it's officially <laughs> it's it's, a, it's officially official. This is your testimonial year now. It's your yeah. final lap. <laughs> Exactly. Have to have a fabulous, a fabulous uh, buffet testimonial dinner out there at Panthers. Yeah, the farewell uh, tour. Auction off a cat suit. <laughs> 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 it's funny that they don't do that anymore. Do you remember back in the day, like you know, like it was like a player, like you know, I don't know, like a like Wally Lewis sort of era player, like that kind of generation, and they'd have the testimonial dinner and they'd be auctioning off yeah. stuff, and it'd actually be like a like for the purpose of like raising almost like raising a nest egg for the retirement you know yep. contributing to the no, retirement really player yeah I don't think really, they really need much help in regards to one well, <laughs> like three anything like that rich, lately <laughs> and now they're rich yeah. <laughs> yep. see you later play your last game clear <laughs> exactly. out your locker fuck out of here don't yeah. care anymore they're like next person's coming through young guys yeah. coming through don't need you anymore <laughs> need that locker space mate when you're going pretty much hey <laughs> <laughs> um Another well, I was going to say another. It, it, it was a good result. Let's say that. Not a yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't care what, as long. Was like honestly, a great performance. Honestly, we got two wins in a row. I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so, it was horrible. It was awful. But um, I'm just happy that we did it again. We don't give up. Um, that's the part. So I will take the two points. We are now um one win out from the top eight. So oh, gee, that mathematical. Actually, do you know what? My sister sent me a message after the game, and she goes, "We are eleventh." That tells you how shit the competition is this year. And I was like, you are not wrong. Like, there is just, there's like the top eight are good. And yep. then everyone else just sucks. It's a matter of who sucks less. Um, because you've got teams like us and the Raiders who are not good by any means that are like in touch with the top eight. So. Yeah. And it's funny, they always go, the commentators always try and pull out and they go like, oh, this is the most, the most even, the most even season in, in oh recent my memory God, or something like that. But the thing is, for it to be like an even season like that, that means that every team is winning and win loss, win loss. Like exactly. you, you can't They're have like teams just smashing everybody. Seriously, <laughs> you've got like you've got your Storm, Brisbane, Roosters, um, Dragons. I really like them at the moment. They're right up there, right? And then you've got like Manly, um, who are kind of challenging that a little bit. And then you've got everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Just- it's funny then they go through waves like you know the Titans the Titans yeah. looking pretty good like they beat the Storm yeah. and you know, then they get smashed by us yeah they and, did uh, and they yeah I was really disappointed actually because I thought Titans would get up um, I, I, I was actually disappointed I was actually I was actually at oh, that game God. so I was, no, yeah, so, was so, I, I loved it <laughs> funnily enough it was a great win it was a really good win but I was very surprised um, I thought after the Titans do like performances um, that they would do better than they did but credit to Manly they're doing really well I was nervous before I was nervous going down to that game because I was like absolutely you know, I couldn't stand, couldn't stand another loss. But, yeah. Um, well, after you're, what, one in a row? Mm. Oh, you're Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah, because at, at the end of the day, like, you know, when you get you get two, I get two home, I get two away games within reasonable driving distance a year. And, like, I couldn't. Oh, that's and, glorious. And, and, and traditionally, like, you know, over the balance of time, like, you know, for the last, you know, sort of decade or so, win far more than we lose these things. Because, you know, you had the Titans there as an easy beat yeah. all the time. And, the, yeah. and even and even like you know through like you know two thousand you know two thousand seven to two thousand you know thirteen or whatever, mm-hmm. you know beat the Broncos more often than not as well almost every time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it hasn't been that way. <laughs> no, at least you got, you got one out of two. That was just alright. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, again, we got got two, two out of the three Queensland games, but um, yeah, no, so it was good. And, and like, straight, as soon as it started, you could just tell, like, okay, they're on, you know, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You can, hey, you can, except, except for the Panthers, you can't tell because they're not on the first 40 minutes. And well, you, can tell, you can tell the Panthers, I mean, maybe that should just give them, give them an orange before they run out. That's a great idea. Just pretend to tell them all, be like, all right, guys, you've played the first 40 minutes, off you go. I feel like they should only pay us for half a match and just send they us do out the, They do the warm-up. They, they come back in from the warm-up and you go, great great first half, guys, but we can improve on these areas. Yeah, well but, done. Excellent. Just make yeah. some shit up. Yeah. We're down, but it's going to be okay. And then just have an, have an orange and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, it's, it's a bit strange now. It's coming a bit strange. But anyway, I'll take it. I don't care. As long as we yep. come out and win it, I'm good. What do you make of the origin teams? Um, they're a lot closer than they usually are, um, so far as ability is concerned, so far as form is concerned. Um, I think it was a mistake to leave Billy Slater out from Queensland. Um, a big one because, I mean, look at us with, um, New South Wales, for example. Arguably, like, on his day, and in, I know Jerry Hayne hasn't been amazing of late since he's come back, but I just think in origin he will lift and he will be one of the best players on the field. And, and he's naturally a fullback. But we have a good fullback, so we're going to have both. Why didn't yeah. Queensland do the same thing? I don't understand that. Darius Boyd, he's outstanding. But I really don't think he would have been upset should he be on the wing. And instead, we've got Corey Oates, who's like not setting a world on fire, at least. And Judson O'Neill's there. He's not very good at the moment. So, I don't know. I'm confused yeah. by that decision. Well, you know, Boyd's got, like, you know, what, the try-scoring record and stuff yeah. based on... Based on you know catching the ball and falling over the line, uh-huh. you know on out in the wing, uh, in the wing. He can so. do that anywhere. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, I'm not, like, and, and it's and it's an easy argument to make if Slater comes back, and you can see there's this massive drop off, based on what yeah, he was before the injury. But he can't like been. he surprised me. I'm like I like I cannot stand the storm, yeah. or anyone that plays for them, or you know pretty much ever has played for them. But in saying that, like you know, I can respect the man. He's come back so good, so well. Oh my god! So he's he's literally just shot back up into one of the best in the competition. I think yep. he's better than out. He's better than James Tedesco right now. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Tedesco's like, dropped like, the bundles. It's a signing thing. Oh yeah, he's dropped the bundle a year. And um, so you know, I don't understand why he's not there. When why don't you have both of them there? I, I don't get it. Um, I feel a bit bad for him too. I, I'm not coming from New South Wales. You get a whole, you get over this whole loyalty thing because. Laurie literally shows loyalty to anybody who even, like, I don't know, looks sideways at a New South Wales Blues jersey. But I do think when it comes to Billy Slater, loyalty should count for something. And as you said, it's not as if he's come back and he's shit. He's so good. So I just don't yeah. quite get it. Hey. Put it this way, if loyalty, if, if loyalty can can see Nate Miles make the side. Oh my god, you're not wrong. If incumbent you know, yeah. So. And like even like I don't think Sam Sider is what you call like the best form right now. He's in there he's, as well. He's decent. No, he's he's good enough though. He's he's worth it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Test that. It's really, really, it's just Billy Slater thing. And like, I'm happy for Nate Miles to play. You know, go for it, Billy Slater, mate. I'm confused, <laughs> but like, I don't know about Corey Oates and I don't know about Justin O'Neill. Um, I, I would prefer Valentine Hurst. I think he's been setting the world on fire down. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, that was it. But then saying that, we've got Ferguson, and I don't think he's been playing well either. He's so garbage. Look, I would yeah, love to. I would, I would rather see. I'd rather see Jared on a wing. Yeah, and then I'd rather have like James Roberts and and oh, in the centres. James Roberts would have been. I don't understand what they were thinking, James. Because I have nightmares of James Roberts because he literally tore us apart. I 
single-handedly yeah. going to be played them. And he's been doing that all year. And I just don't understand why they didn't bring him in. I'm like, I'm upset that Tommy Jobo can't play because he would have been so good. Um, so that was really unfortunate that he, he couldn't, but his brother will take that. I wonder if the way that he, I wonder if the way that um, Tedesco's fallen off since the whole signing stuff. I wonder if if uh, if, if Turbo was was injury free. I wonder if he would have got the fullback spot. Um, probably not because you know how Laurie is. You know, loyalty. Um, yeah. James played one game and they won, so because of that, he's got to be there. Um, I also feel though he might come out and have a blinder for New South Wales because maybe he's just not there when he comes to the Tigers, which is not a yeah. good thing. Like from that's, that's a bad way to be, but you can kind of see that a little bit. So he yeah, might come yeah. out and play golf, or maybe he's just in a slump, you know. Um, we'll see what happens, but he might have gotten the pullback. He would have been he would have been very good there. Um, I'm happy to take playing to there. But then, yeah, you know, other things in our team as well, like Wade Graham not starting, I don't understand that. Um, Josh Jackson in the team, don't understand that. Like, he's good, yeah. but it's better. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, I feel like uh, you know, it's slowly, and I think that I think Thurston will probably play. I think the whole thing with him being the 18th man was just to stop, just shut Bennett. I up. think that was the funniest thing. Yeah, that was a smart. I have so much respect for that. Literally, it's great to see a Queenslander, a Queenslander legend, standing up, like Keddie, yeah. trolling. Uh-huh. Literally, Wayne. he did. Hey, yeah. He's like, I'm going to show you. Everyone knows, like, no, it's going to be Thurston. It's going to be him. And even if Milford is does play like is he going to start there or are they going to put more in there like there's all these questions um, yep. but they've outsmarted everybody by playing him you know on the, on the original lineup. so funny but, but uh I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, like obviously, you know, they're without without Matt Scott and um, and yeah, Thurston injured or underdone or you know whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling you know quietly confident this time around. I mean, but then again, I always feel like we're going to win. <laughs> well, I think you know what the sad part is that this is the best team I think we've picked in a little while um, because we do have like James Trevoy there and um, our players are kind of informed a little bit and you know Pierce and stuff. Saying that, I'm also concerned that Pierce, as much as he's chilling at a club level. Is he going to do another Mitchell Pierce at origin level? And yeah. let's go down. Like, um, I really, really hope he doesn't, and I've got confidence that he might be okay, but, you know, I have nightmares of what happens when he's, you know, playing there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, the, the the latest blame game has been like, you know, okay, he doesn't, he, there's no Gallon and no Farrah there now to fuck him up. Oh, yeah. So, so, I'm, but so, I'm so, so happy, this that's is one it. thing I'm so happy about. Because he's because no, he's pretty much the he's he's arguably like the worst player to ever uh-huh. play like worst performed player for the history of New South Wales and I mean you yep. can point out you know pe- people bitch more about seven minutes of Dylan Walker yeah literally than they do than they do uh, you know and about over like fifteen odd, odd games or whatever for Pierce yeah and that's very true um, how many games he's played yeah yeah but so. um, yeah I'm very happy Pierce is in not Farah I wish he was Wallace I felt really bad for him. Um, that he got injured because he had it. Um, What's going on with that dude's groin? Oh, mate. <laughs> he's always oh, busting his balls and groin injuries. He runs injuries his and... testicle in origin and he, can, he played the game out. After is he just running? Yeah, is he, does he, does he, is he just running like dick first at things? Or what's, I don't what's know. He doing on the train? It happened when he was on the ground. It's like, okay. <laughs> but I feel bad for him because that would have been a real little, that would have been like a redemption story, except not on Peter's behalf. So it's like he didn't do anything wrong, but the coach went off him, didn't like yep. him anymore, dropped him, you know, left him yep. out in the dark, and then he comes back, you know, doesn't yep. give him the captaincy. 
that'll be nice. But Pete's is just as good. That's just as nice a story. So I'm happy he's there. I'm yeah. happy Boyd Cordner is captain. I'm really a big fan of him. Um, Frizzell is at Ghana. I'm so happy he's there. Um, yeah, he's great. He was so good. He's like one of the best. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a decent balance between like, oh man, they picked that guy, and oh, yeah. hooray, they didn't pick that guy. Yeah, like it's yeah, nice, exactly yeah. Right. So, so I'm, look, look, I'm happy, and we'll see how they perform. And I mean, let's face it, the teams haven't been the, what people wanted the last couple of years, but they've managed to jag a game, and they've had close losses and thing, you know, things like that. So, yeah. so they just kind of just aren't. I don't know, watching it from a New South Wales fan's point of view, you watch it and you just think. From day from the second they step out there, we're just not as good. Like they just, yeah. you never think we're going to win this game. And it wasn't even last year and the third game. It wasn't even until the very end in which we were like, oh, we're actually going to win it. And I dare say, if that game was a decider, I don't think we would have won that game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think they would have. I mean, they would have just summoned something up and done a little bit better than what they did. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We're probably going to lose, but we'll just see what happens. Hey, hey, I'm feeling supremely confident this year. Three yeah. nil, whitewash, one in a row. Wait for it, it's coming. Um, so, so questions this week were, weren't so much questions really. I mean, and a lot of them were just kind of trolling. Um, for example, our, our mate underscore underscore seventy eight underscore then the word oh, yeah. underscore. Um, yeah. This, this He's asked you a question, but it was a valid question for like Thursday last week. Yeah. But not so much a valid question for. for now. Yeah, so he says the question, what if the Panthers and Knights draw this week? What happens after? Well, what happens then? Well, it's a moot point. We didn't draw. <laughs> didn't draw. One. It was, um, Do you know what? You know, I would have been happy with the draw because at some point, not none. And that's kind of the extent that you're getting to this season. So You could really feel it like Twitter was bubbling up to just explode on Panthers yeah. fans to say, you, yeah. ha-ha, you lost to Newcastle. Oh, no, I was waiting. I wrote, I agreed to this. I was mm-hmm. cool, calm and collected at halftime and they pulled through for me. So I actually was relieved. I was like, 14 mil. It's not 28-6. Like, that's great. Yep. I'll yep. take that. You know, thing is, is well, you can come out and say shit like that too because if if you're right, <coughs> you look like a genius. Yeah. And if you're, if you're wrong, you take a few lumps and people forget the next day. But if you're wrong, it's like, ha-ha, she made a funny joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so it's always good, it it's always good to go with the big, bold it's statements. It's not 28-6. How, how self-deprecating. And then it's like, oh, it, it actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and De Niro, uh, D3NIRO, said uh, he, he's put asked Nat on a, on a retweet, a quote tweet, saying that someone, a Dragons fan, said, when, um, remember when the Panthers were one of the faves for the Compton, the Dragons put 40-plus on them in round one and broke their spirit? I do recall that. Yep, yep. But, like, you know, sorry, uh, fading memories of that. And when I said that it was an easy game, um, and I said we had five easy games in a row, and I think we won one. Yeah, that one, yeah. See, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that big call. See, it's the thing you, you, you forget them when they're wrong. Never. You know what my my sister says to me as well. She says every time the dragons win, it just helps a little bit more that we lost by that much in round one. It makes it look a little bit more like understandable. So sure, we're yeah. big, we're big dragon fans because we're like, hang on, it's like losing to a really good team. Come on, that's okay. That's not there's no bad. shame in that. Yeah, no shame. Right. There's no shame yeah, losing the premiership like, favourite or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, interesting, interesting times. And this weekend, obviously, we know we we both have the have the weekend off. Beautiful. So, 
So it's uh, stress-free, pick up an easy two points. Yep, loving it. Very excited. And, <laughs> Nothing and, to worry uh, about. And then, uh, then we've got the Oregoners enjoy the Origin with no stress on the weekend before. So None of my players are playing, so it's good. I don't care. Like, I've, I've, yeah, only, one, only one that I care about. Only one that I care about is playing. So, uh, yeah. you know, best of luck to Jakey and uh, and yeah, uh, good on him. Good and year. above all else, uh, you know, come back injury free. Yep. And uh, Nate, I'm sure you're a lovely guy, but you can see yourself and mm-hmm. go hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can just hope that someone gets injured and that can actually get a shot to play. But then, you know, um, if if we lose any plays, it's going to be all he's got. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's true. Need. It definitely will be. Yeah, that's, that's that's the role. That's the role he plays. He is the focal point yep. of, of blame. He may he may even be a, a, a uh, like a foil for Mitchell Pierce. Oh, I was about to say. He's a, do you know what? He might even call the the blame if we lose and he doesn't even play. Just to simply being there, his presence caused a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah. Too too much youth. Young Matt Moore yeah, too much youth in the camp. He's almost twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's so young. <laughs> you know, he did debut quite young. So, I mean, quite old. He debuted at 21. So I think that because yeah. of that, that's old for NRL players these days. I but think we can joke that, about it, though. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we can joke about it, though. But I mean, it's legitimately like it's still an angle that the press take. I know it is. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> but they, just, they can't let go, can they? <laughs> no, no. But uh, yeah, let's hope they go. They win. Uh, best of luck against the bye. I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll give it to you in the first half, and you'll come back in the second half. They will, and, and we'll come back. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> and uh, questions. We did some we did some questions this week. Let's 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 like trolling statements, and yeah. more actual questions. Things you want I'll to hear from that. So other teams, Origin. Yeah, Origin Origin's a great one. Um, you know, if you want to find out find out some of uh, Nat's Origin memories. I mean, I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't. Uh, Drag them out of you now. We'll let people you know, ask what they ask what they want to know, and then yeah. we can address it next week. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So hashtag Ask Nat. Send them to us uh, on Twitter. Just you can throw just uh, hashtag Ask Nat in there. We will find it. Uh, you know, amongst the, the the young the young aspiring singer and uh, <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia and, and the 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 fistula and the Ethiopians and whatever else is in amongst it. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks once again for your time. Good chat, Thank as you, always. Thank and I'll you. chat to you next week. Sounds good. Okay, previews this week. We have a shortened week of games. Only four games and Origin. And uh, we're kicking off on Friday night with uh, the Rabbitohs versus the Eels. And this is a tough one because two teams are quite putting kind of tough performances but lost. Mm. And it's just really ha- like how do you assess that? The the Rabbitohs are untouched by Origin football. <laughs> um, Thank fuck. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they've got guys that have been there before. Um, yeah, how well they they've do. done the job, you know, varies. Uh, you know, the, from from which position of the spine you're talking about. But uh, you've seen what Robbie does when he's got a fucking point to prove. Yeah, that's true. Single handedly carry the Rabbitohs to yeah. the fucking crushing victory. So, look, I th- I, for some reason, I think the Rabbitohs will win, but I don't really have any rationale behind it. It's just a feeling I have. Um, but you know, the Eels win this game, and I'm, yeah, you know, I ain't gonna act surprised. I just really, I'm just really not sure because neither of these teams are are really setting the world on fire. Mm. 
Takarangi back into the eel side, so I mean that's a plus for South. But Taka's back. Gutho's in the six. French is at fullback. Yep. Um, they lose Jennings. Yep, he's out for a month, I believe. And look who's in the number four. Yeah. So you're saying there's going to be some avocado? Yeah. So yeah, look, I, I think I think the South's going to win, but I just I don't. Not with any great confidence. There's so many fucking debatables in this one. Is yeah. Brown going to play? He's been I heard in hospital. Not. Yeah. You know? I heard not. Okay. The Warriors take on the Broncos. Saturday afternoon over there at Mount Smart. Now this one. The Warriors, effect, origin affected, of course, losing Lilliman. Uh, Broncos, very origin affected, as always. If you were going to start... Uh, Boyd Oates, Milford, Gillett, Maguire... Thiday. Mm. So Kahu goes back to fullback. They gain a Benji. Benji in at six. Benji with a motivated Benji with a point to prove. He played a game uh, for Redcliffe on the weekend and like, he, uh, he scored a try and set up a couple of tries. Uh, they won, I can't remember what the score was, but like, they won you know, sort of four tries to three. And uh, But the coach afterwards apparently was filthy. And it's just like him and uh, who's the other guy? Like Tyson Gamble, who's I think he's in the, under the West Tigers yeah. uh, future. And was, and he's just like they did not fucking play the, like to the game plan at all. They did whatever the fuck they wanted out there. Mm. And so he was actually filthy at him. Fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> but, Tell you what, if you want to start throwing up fucking NRL tinfoil hats, yeah. You know, the the one team if if you were ravaged by Origin. Yep. What's the one team that you'd be okay to play at the moment? Yeah, of course the Warriors, yeah. At home, too, because home means nothing to them because they have no pride in their home. Yeah, that's true. The problem the problems with the Broncos, obviously they they've, they lose a lot of quality through origin, but it's also like the non-origin facts that, you know, you've got McCulloch injured and Waddell comes in for him and he's mm. like actually fucking abysmal. Mm. Uh, ben Hunt returns, so I guess that bolsters them a little bit or gives them a bit of, uh, early, I guess, first choice <laughs> halves play. But uh, again, yeah, you, you've still got Blair. Yep. You've still got Glenn and Sims. Yep. And and you know Glenn Glenn hasn't been setting the world on fire, but but between the three of them, yeah, I would very happily put those three up against most forward packs. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Hunt's going to lack a bit of match fitness. But he knows how to manage a game. Yep. You know, Roberts is still very, very fast. I, I don't see much leading me to believe the Warriors can even jag this one. I've, I've tipped the Broncos even even before the extent of their outs for Origin was confirmed. I tipped the Broncos because yeah. the Warriors are just a fucking disgrace. Yep. But you know, it'd be so typical of them to come together because remember that when the Warriors were putting some decent performances together like you know like three games ago or something they you know they were starting to look like they were, yeah. they were you know getting, to, getting it together yep like they could, they could just easily fucking turn around and do that shit too I don't know um Sharkies take on the Doggies on Saturday night down there at Reclaim Australia uh obviously the Sharkies with their newfound uh you know elevated status they they, mm. they suffer through origin losing Fafita Bird Maloney Graham um didn't lose Val Holmes. No, they didn't lose Holmes. Mm-hmm. That was that was just a, another, you know, that was a tertiary little wrinkle to the whole, you know, Billy Slater, Boyd on the wing thing, like you know. So, mm. yeah. Look, oh. again, you you look at who Cronulla lose, mm-hmm. and you look at who they've retained. 
Yeah. And and in that Cronulla team, you still have Luke Lewis, who's playing out of his fucking skin. Yeah. At the moment, still. Um, you know, Paul Gallon's there, being the fucking you know poor man's Trent Merrin. <laughs> and I think Townsend and Braley have enough, you know, energy in them at the moment that um, that this isn't going to come easy. I think what Canterbury loses hurts them much more than what the Sharks lose. Yeah, yep, I would agree. I mean, like, East, Eastwood's not a bad replacement for Clemmer, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would still rather have Josh Jackson and Clemmer going, going in for them. Uh, and, of course, old, old Sexy Eyes, one of real dad's favourites. Back in the day, old Sexy Eyes in the 20, on the extended Oh, he's bench. in the 20. Yeah, oh. for the Sharkies, so... You never know. He may train well. He might be the one that gets the part in the Chad. But, uh, geez, first time we've seen that name in a long time. Mm. Um, I, d- I did see somewhere. I, th- I think it was our uh, our dear nutritionist, Rowdy. Yeah. Said that news been pulled out. Really? So that so. could be time for the re-emergence of our sexy eyes. Mm. Raiders take on the Roosters Sunday afternoon. Down in Canberra, and this one for Canberra side of things, not as origin affected as they could have been if they were playing yeah. like they did last year. Yeah, in the last year, uh, you got they lose Papali, but uh, that's about it, right? Um, the Chookies, on the other hand, obviously they they lose Pierce, uh, they lose Aguera and Napa for Queensland, and obviously Cordner and uh, Blakey Blake mm. as well. Mm. I'm going to have to say Canberra at home and just the sheer... Are we cold enough for Canberra? And Can- oh, it's a four o'clock game. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not Canberra. It's, it's not Canberra at home like, you know, like Canberra July August is. Yeah. Yep. But they're a side that, the you know, most of the pieces are unchanged. Yeah. You'd, I, I expect that if Canberra come out here and really dominate this forward battle as they should... Yeah. Um, they they should finish the Roosters off fairly comfortably. Interested to see this Watson Keary in the halves combination because I mean Watson he just feels like he's not getting enough opportunity to to display his wares. Mm. Uh, so you know here we go he's in the six he's got yep. a full game to show us what he's got. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah, interesting to see how he goes. But um, look, I don't I don't hold the Roosters out of the, out of it. I mean the Roosters, yeah, they have a fuck of a lot of quality though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't hold them without a chance, but I think the Raiders will win. Yeah. Buys this week to the Cowboys, Dragons, Knights, Panthers, Seagulls, Storm, Plus Tigers, top and four Titans. You are challenging for the eight. <laughs> I believe. I, be- I believe you've, you've you're up you're, you're upgraded. You're upgraded from mathematical. <laughs> <laughs> to challenging for the eight. <laughs> We're a contender. This is the thing. The fact that you're a contender after beating uh, like only four wins, is it? And the three of the bottom against yeah. the three bottom teams. The commentators always like, "Oh, this is the closest season." You know, this is the. And, I, like, and I'll tell you what. Yeah. Take forty off our four and against from that one game we had against Newcastle. Yeah, it was looking pretty abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, when you, when when they talk about the, the the league being closer and blah blah, you know, for that to be the case, yeah, means that. Every team from top to bottom has to win one, lose on, win one, lose. It has to, it has to actually be a worse quality season for it to be a close season. But uh, that's where we start our undefeated run. 
first up, the buy. Easy two points. I'm sure the buy will come out strong and <laughs> really put it to you in 40 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, know, I, think, I think you've got this one. time for episode 256 thanks for listening everyone and uh yeah thanks for your support and thanks in advance uh, to those of you who uh, choose to become twill nation members for 2017 uh, as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league also on facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league itunes are uh, no new reviews this week so uh, get in there and throw us a rating and a review if you have the time and if you haven't done so in the past if you've done so in the past and you do another one i think it overwrites your previous one so mm. you know Whatever. If you do one in another country or another region, you'll let us know. Yeah, if you're if you're in the UK or the States in particular, let us know if you've done the reviews because we have to actively change our iTunes or New Zealand or New Zealand. Oh no, well, I think New Zealand might. No, uh, ANZ doesn't merge and say it probably doesn't either. Well, yeah, put it this way: when I logged onto my fucking iTunes today, yeah. it didn't say that Slice of Heaven was number one. Yeah, so it must be separate, and it's been on. It's been number one since like fucking nineteen eighty six or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's um, <laughs> all right. We know how it goes, mate. And <laughs> Supercoach NZ underscore Magpie fifty four Junior Mints Lucky Punks Ebenezer Rascal Sesame Timbers Dingbats The Wendells Reach Around Robbo uh, Seaweed Steelers and Grey Ghosts the top ten there and uh, fairly fairly close too. It's like you know about a. A hundred points between uh, first and fourth, so uh, not a bad competition at all. There, tipping, we got Maka on top, uh, following a seven out of eight round. Uh, one out there by himself on sixty-one. Following, we have a, bit of, we have a couple on sixty. Terry G and E underscore Rascals. Then we go back to fifty-nine. A bit of a bunch there with Hammerhead Thrust Eagle making his move. Uh, one-eyed tiger underscore TBI dragons and uh, Mikus. Then we go back one more to Am I winning? Heavy Nova, Heavy underscore Nova, and Michael Darren seventy nine. Had a tweet from Lynn Shields saying that um, in non-state of origin news, I'm in the top ten for this week in league tipping. Expect the decline to commence immediately. It really did immediately because I'm. Um, you're not in the top ten, dude. You might you might be tied on the same amount of points as the people from eight through ten, but doesn't count, mate. There's four and against in there. Not good enough, I'm afraid. That's it. Um. Remember, for memberships, just go to thisweekinleague.com and there's a link there for memberships on the main menu. Click on that and it's got all the information you need and you know, so it shows you the mock-ups of what the what the hoodies look like and stuff like that. Uh, size charts as well um, with measurements and things like that. I mean, uh, I've had, you know, I always get questions about, you know, the sizing of garments and stuff and these ones are, are pretty much, you know, the same as you went to a concert, you know, bought a shirt there. I mean, they're fairly accurate and, and true to size, you know, fairly, fairly standard and true to size. Are the measurements on them? Yes, there is a table there with the measurements. Get and, a fucking and, tape measure. Yeah, and we're going from small to 5XL. Yeah. If you want to get something for a kid, then um, just put it down as a small and then send me an email, um, send us an email or, you know, Facebook or you know, DM on Twitter mm. because we can do um, kids' ones as well. And uh, just it's just something that's uh, not, not standard, but I mean, we can do it. So, yeah, okay. let us know and we'll try to hook you up. We should order and send one down to um, Matt Moyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what? No. You got to no, say I'm, something? I'm off. I'm, I was just 
reading to myself that if fucking Tamari Martin doesn't play, yeah, I'm dead set going to find out where Anthony Griffin lives, <coughs> fly down there, douse my arm in kerosene, light it and fist fuck him. Heard an interesting Tamari Martin it, story too, and I'll tell you after we I'm not going to say on air. That's it. Love your work. See you next week. Go New South Wales. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.